Hello, I'm Eagle, Eagle Gardens, Eagle Gardens 1 on Instagram, and this is Fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 553, or holy cow, I just messed that up, 533. Oh, I love it when I mess things up. Tonight, we have a good guest tonight, uh, Smart Poker. How you doing, my friend? You want to tell us how you're doing, of course, where they can find you? Sure. I want to say... Uh... I'm doing great. Thanks for having me, Eagle. Appreciate it. Uh, shout out to everybody listening in the chat. Uh, you can find me on YouTube as Smart Poker. You can find me on Coco for Cannabis as Smart Poker. And you can find me on Instagram as Real Smart Poker. Uh, Smart Poker was taken there, so I had to improvise. And uh, it's R E A L, Real Smart Poker. Man, I always forget about Coco for Cannabis. That is a uh, nice community over there. They're a bunch of knowledgeable guys. I signed up, I think it was back uh, September. Holy shit, September last year, I think. And uh, hung out for a week or two and then somehow got sidetracked and yeah. lost a bunch of good people, I guess. You got a lot of irons in the fire. It's easy to do that, Eagle, you know. Uh, that's like my home base over there. I always try to give a shout out to Dr. Coco. Uh, he's a friend of mine and really helped me. He's kind of a mentor and uh, I'll bring him up again later. He's got me into a few things here that, uh, you know, we're having fun with. So, uh, yeah, I always try to shout out Doc Coco and our friends in chat over there. And uh, without those guys, we wouldn't be where we are today. And and know what we know and shows like yours too that i get to swing by but not obviously not as often as i do there so yeah a lot of people sign up there and then they they like you're a pretty busy person it's hard to keep up and uh so yeah it's uh it's nice to give them a shout out and and uh kind of direct people especially if you're growing in cocoa there's a lot of good articles you can go over there and there's the live chat if you want to get some help or uh and it's not just for coco there's everybody there coco dwc uh rock wool you got peat growers and uh uh you know it's a lot of soil growers so everybody's over there they're talking breeding and uh it's really evolved a lot since i first got on when it started to uh a very rich source of knowledge there's strain reviews there's the grow like calculator and uh you know, I, I like to be a somewhat advocate of that site for the reasons I previously mentioned. Oh, hell yeah. You know, that's where I used to, I did laid all my work in the early days was them type of forums. That's why when I when I had Dr. MJ on the show there and he was talking about uh, Cocoa for Cannabis, the website there, uh, I went over there and checked it out, and it did. It made me feel uh, very reminiscent of my beginning days. You know, that's all we had back in the days were small forums like that, where you had a few that you could really count on and still, you know, uh, get some decent information. But back in the days, man, they were like, you'd get to know some people, then, then that forum would get taken down. And if you were lucky enough, you might find them same people in another forum. But there's a lot of knowledge in them places, you know, where you can pick people's uh, brain one-on-one, -on -one, all kinds of articles and stuff that's all stays posted. So, you know, I, I greatly appreciate that. And I hope you do continue to shout them out and help that uh, keep growing. Because, I, you know, it's 
it's a good platform. It really is. It is. And uh, a bunch of knowledgeable folks over there need more of that, not just scrolling through pictures. We need more actual cannabis for it. It's funny that you mentioned about uh, the forums, different forums, like uh, growing cannabis is actually what brought me to uh, to the internet because I'm not very good with the internet and technology. So uh, trying to find out more is what really spurred me to, to come to the internet. And um, yeah, it's, uh, I kind of had a squirrel there, I guess. Is that what you guys call it when you lose your train of thought? <laughs> yeah, 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 yes, sir. That's what we call it. That's what it brought me to, uh, to, to the internet. So, um, you know, we struggle trying to get things out there and, 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 uh, I know that we got a lot of bro science when we first got on the internet and didn't know much. And so I figured that could lead me to telling everybody that's listening. Like, uh, that's where I was going to go with this. Uh, give them a little background on me and who the hell they're listening to. So, um, I'm smart poker. I'm from Pennsylvania, which is an illegal state to grow in at the moment. So that's why I wear my mask in my videos and try not to get too detailed or comfortable with anybody, you know? Um, so me and my wife, her name's crispy wannabe. We grow together and, uh, we started growing, uh, separately. We both grew, uh, when we were younger, but only bullshitting, man. When I was a teenager and shit, I think we all did that, Eagle. We'd go down the cornfield, it's agriculture around here. And we, uh, I remember throwing fish heads in holes and then planting the seed the same day because we didn't know any better. We heard it, we heard about it, you know? And I remember getting uh, fresh pig shit and chicken shit and just cooking them, man. And, and then when we did have something that was successful, it would just come to little tiny buds that we never let fully mature and we were just you know we didn't have the internet then man and you know you went with just whatever so we kind of it never went anywhere and then you know you get out of it life happens but back in 2016 her and i uh was messing around rolling a joint we had some bag seed a bag seed sitting there and i popped it into the poinsettia plant and uh two days later it sprouted and she's like i was like check it out and she goes ah I bet you can't keep it going. And I was challenge accepted. So I said, we're going to get a little better this time than when we was kids. And, uh, cause she has the same background pretty much. She poked around as a young lady and grew some plants. And, uh, so since about 2016 there, we, we started going and started in soil and we had some real issues with that. When we had some success, we had some failures and we never could tell what was wrong. So then that's when we really went to the internet and we slowly switched over to Cocoa. Uh, found Dr. Cocoa's site shortly after it opened up. And uh, we've been doing running ever since, man. Well, we're jumping ahead here. Oh, although okay. I do, I do, although I do want to hear all these parts of the story. Yeah. You got to start from the beginning. got to oh, start man. right from the beginning, good sir. When was that first time? That uh, you were introduced to cannabis. Oh, man. Way back when I was a lowercase G, I huh, Eagle? Um, I would say, uh, I think it would have been, I, I want to say it was this day, man. And it's kind of a blur, but I think it was um, my, I was like 12 years old. I was going to my very first junior high, seventh grade uh, uh, dance and a friend of mine, we was all walking to the school, and a friend of mine was like, hey, man, I got this joint off my older brother. 
And uh, we tried it out. And I, honestly, I don't even think I got high, man. I think I was so scared, nervous, excited, whatever, that I don't even know if I got high. But I believe that was the first, the very first time that I would, I, I think I knew about it, but I don't think I'd try to puff or anything before then. So, yeah, that's a pretty good one. Can I ask you what yours is? Because I always find those to be quite interesting. My first time? Yeah. Oh, that's I have been around cannabis my whole life. So I can remember it as far back as I can actually remember. My first time using it was right around 10. I had snuck some out of uh, a garbage bag out of my dad's closet and uh, grabbed some papers and tried my best to roll it <laughs> while I was sharing with my little brother. Oh, Which, man. I guess that means if, if I'm 10, that means his first time was eight. Good, right? Yeah. Uh, so tried smoking it. I don't think he really tried too much to inhale. We both kind of laughed a little bit, hung out in the car. I had to threaten him. Don't tell dad. Don't you tell dad. But yeah, it was. I, you know, I, I want to think I got high. Obviously, <laughs> I felt high. So it was uh, quite quite some time after that uh, before I did it again. Yeah, I've always been around it. It's just been second nature. See, I'll say that I think I think I pretty much stuck with it after that. Maybe not real, real heavy at the beginning, but I know it was like when the, we had a cabin in the woods that we built, we'd, we'd all meet up there and everybody chip in go get a dime a dime bag and uh smoke it out and i think it was you know ever since then i i've loved it man and i'll the bad part is is i've always even now to this day i can't enjoy it openly it's something you have to hide and you have to you know it's the stigma that you almost feel i don't want to say guilty but you feel like a second class citizen and that's the way we've been trained to feel you know, and I still like, I, I'm not big on dispensary Eagle, but I do have, I'm a medical patient. <clears throat> I've had back surgery and a few things. So, uh, when I leave the dispensary, I still find myself dipping through the alley, like I did something wrong or that, that I'm about to get pinched, you know, and I'm thinking, shit, uh, it's just, we're conditioned, right? So it, so it steamed down for you after your first use there? Yeah. Like I said, I think it was mostly in the weekends at first. And then once I hit like, uh, you know, ninth grade, uh, 14, 15, I started smoking a lot, you know, and, and that's, that sounds a little bit bad, I guess, but at different times, like, you know, it's, I don't know. Yeah. We smoked uh, a lot when I was in high school, man, it was, you know, all the time, but, uh, you had to buy it, so you did the best you could. You try to hustle and do your thing, but uh, I've stayed to it pretty pretty good ever since. I've had a few breaks here and there for jobs. I worked in the union for a while as a pipeliner, and I had to quit, and uh, didn't you know that wasn't cool. And then there's been times in my life where I've had to step back from it for certain one reason or another. But uh, ever since then, man, I've been and I'm very passionate about it. Me and my wife, we. Uh, we love growing it. We love the effects of it. We love to share it with people free of charge, you know, family members and uh, the, the camaraderie we, we feel in, in the community and being a part. I don't think I've ever been a part of something like I am in the cannabis community. And it's, uh, it's profoundly 
changed me and i and i like these shows it makes me want to come on here and try to learn more and you know share what we know to people who might just be coming in and avoid some pitfalls shit buying shit you don't need uh getting the wrong information from different people and uh being humble enough to go back on something you once believed after the evidence is in your face you know and things like that so uh it's it's i love this shit man like I said before the show, we could sit here and talk for an hour, no problem. I, I think uh, sometimes I get the rambling and it's, I got to check myself. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it, it, it's, I'm glad to hear that you didn't uh, quit. It kind of uh, steamrolled for you. Uh, so did, I heard you mention earlier, you guys threw the seed in there. Was that your first attempt at grow? It sounded like you both had tried earlier. And yeah. like, when was that first time for you? Uh, the, I think the, the very first time that we tried, like I said before, we was, I was young. I'd have been about 14 years old or something. And we're buying them dime bags, man. And you'd find seeds in those, you know? And so we would be, you know, curious young men like anyone else. Say, hey, let's, let's stop buying it. If we grow our own, we could sell it, you know? So we take those seeds down over the hill and, uh plant them and you know i remember one time a deer coming along and eating the top of the plant we noticed how bushy it got and we i had never put anything together until later in life when someone was teaching me about training and i'm thinking oh shit the deer like topped our plants for us man on that one you know and uh yeah we've planted some and uh me and my old lady planted some outside a few years back trying to be gorilla growers and no good eagle no good at all where, where it was sunny at the time ended up not being sunny later um i'm out there with a compass and a small flashlight trying to walk down the tracks and you know it's it's just it didn't work for us the deer laid on them that time too crushed half of them so outside man we'd never had much luck or or you know and when we were younger we didn't know much we were just kind of had our attention span of a grasshopper you know we just put them in the ground, come back to them, not really try to do much research or didn't have much access to research. So, uh, yeah, the growing thing did get away, but the smoking thing always stuck. So these plants here, uh, you want me to tell you about these or you got something else you want to go over first? <laughs> well, we get to know you, man. Let's, we'll, we'll keep getting, you mean, we'll get there. We'll get there. Okay. We'll get there. That's a beautiful plant. So it does. Uh, it sounds like were you guys childhood sweethearts? Sounds like you guys have been together for a very long time. No, we wasn't childhood sweethearts. Actually, uh, Crispy and I met uh, probably I think it was 2015 when we met, and so we was together for about a year before we started growing together. Um, but she had. We lived in towns that were pretty close by. But no, we didn't know each other, man. Just so happened that we kind of had the same passion, stumbled upon it, you know, again. And uh, it's fun growing with her. She's a wonderful woman. She is uh, very passionate about growing. She's smart. Um, and we have so much fun together, Eagle. She's, uh, she's amazing. I couldn't do this without her, man. Uh, without the support of her, uh, she she's the kind of wife that uh, I might be eyeballing a new product like this Canatrol. It was quite expensive for me, uh, the Cool Cure system. And so I was eyeballing the system and really contemplating, you know, dropping that much 
uh, money on it. And here she is just egging me along. She's like, you didn't order it yet. Let's get it. We only live once. Let's buy it. You know, let's try it out. I'm tired of losing cures. So yeah, she's, uh, she's just as, as, uh, a big an advocate as I am. And, uh, we, uh, we enjoy growing together. We, we feed off each other. And I like to tell people, uh, if something goes wrong, Eagle, I just blame it on her. You know, she did it. That's funny. <laughs> That's funny. She's my big toe, it's awesome. man. She keeps me balanced, you know. It's awesome you got somebody to share and learn with. Uh, that's I think that's super cool to be honest with you. Yeah, it's so fun. being from a uh, red state, uh, it's most of us at some point it becomes we if we know it or not, it kind of becomes medical. I mean, we actually here in Michigan, or I was, was forced to get a medical license at one point to kind of get myself out of the black market and into, you know, the safe zone, I guess you uh, couldn't say it. But has it always been like a recreational use for you? Or did you kind of at some point tie a medical value to cannabis? Um, you know, that's a good question. Uh, so I guess, um, the way I would answer it is the, uh, I've smoked recreational the whole, like growing up, it was just for fun. Everything was for fun. You know, just, I wanted to get high. So, but fast forward to now Eagle, um, I, I realized that if you come home from work at night and you've had a long day, or if you're stressed out about something and you smoke a joint, you're, you're, that's mental health. You know, you're helping yourself relax. So that's medicinal, even if you don't have a medical card and you're growing in your closet and using it. Uh, so I guess my answer is yes, it's very medicinal. And as I mentioned before, I had back surgery. And uh, so years ago, I used to have a, a problem with uh, painkillers. So I try to stay away from those. And that's not any secret. And I know there's a lot of people out there that can relate with that. So I, I, to my own self, be true. And I try to stay away from that shit. So I used my hash, the coconut oil that I made. And when I had my back surgery, I'm happy to say we didn't take any painkillers from the doctor at all. Didn't even want to take the script out of the place with me. So I was able to do that. And that's something I've been proud of. Uh, so it's very medicinal. The growing part of it is medicinal. Uh, as we all know, you know, that's not nothing new, but it never can be stated enough. The, you know, I get some kind of vibe from these plants, like, you know, perfect thing we talked about earlier was if you open your tent and you can almost feel that something's wrong. If there's a problem, you know, it's like you're vibing with your plants, man. And, uh, I think that's a therapeutical thing of, you know, just, earning that pride of, of growing your own smoke, man, and watching them change and watching the stuff that I do to my plants, how it manipulates them. And, you know, what you get from that is, uh, it's, uh, immeasurable. I, I enjoy the shit out of this and, and the learning aspect of it is too. I have some people tell me like, who cares, who cares why, uh, how many, well, you know, what parts per million of this is in your thing. And I'm thinking it's, it's not that I need that to be a better grower. It's just a curiosity. So uh, the smoking is therapeutical uh, or therapeutic, I guess, uh, and, and medicinal uh, to go back to your question. Uh, 
pretty much all the time for me anymore. You know, uh, we're all trying to, uh, you know, feel good, escape pains, uh, help to sleep. It seems like most of us. And uh, so I think it's medicinal. It helps me relax. Gets my mind off things when I'm heavy. I can come into the, if I'm having heavy shit on my mind, I come into the garden, Eagle. We all know how that goes. And uh, spend some time with your plants and just maybe clean up and do stuff you've been meaning to do. And it really kind of resets my headspace sometimes. Definitely, definitely. That's for me. I, you know, I, it was definitely a, a medicine it turned to be a medicine at one point but it became definitely became a medicine for me when i started cultivating it, exactly what you're talking about going in kind of losing yourself into the room getting rid of a little bit of anxiety i honestly to this day think it's the more beneficial side of cannabis to be honest with you uh for a patient you know, especially if it is their medicine, to be able to put something in the ground and see it all the way to uh, is empowering in itself, even more so when it's your medicine and you're sitting there and ingesting it and you, you, you have that feeling like you are healing yourself. That, that empowerment is very healing. So I actually think, you know, the, the actual growth, the cultivation side of it is some of the most impactful uh, part of the mess in, uh, in general. Yeah. yeah, I often tell people, I think anymore I get just as much from smoking it as I do from growing it as far as, you know, the the value to my headspace and to just general well-being. So I think a lot of people out there relate to that. So it looks, uh, like, all right. it looks like it looks like you're blazing down one, a buckhorn and we call them buckhorns out here. So I'll smoke a buckhorn with you. Please do. I forgot to go over that part. Please do. This is yeah. a cannabis show. I hope you're in, uh, using a little bit anyway. What do you got in that thing? Uh, this is Carmelicious with a little bit of Keef that's mixed from from different grows. Um, I gotta be honest, man, this, this isn't, I'm not super excited about this joint. Uh, it, it isn't the greatest cure on this shit. Uh, it does get me high, but it's not a very enjoyable smoke. Like I want Eagle, if I'm being honest. So, uh, I'm getting low on stash, man. Well, we, we're pretty much out of this shit. That's really good. That, that cured well. And this is the summer smoke here that, we had a little bit of curing problems, but yeah, hopefully everybody in the chat is burning down. I keep trying to look over at the chat. I hope they know that it's hard for me to talk and kind of keep my camera up there and look over at the computer and type. So if anybody's like talking to me in chat, I sure hope they know I'm not being a jerk. I tried to say hi once, but yeah, let's smoke up everybody. You've had lots of hellos and as you cool. speak more and more. <laughs> You've brought quite the crowd tonight, my friend. I'm glad to see uh, you. Some of your people come and uh, checked out the show this evening. Definitely a lot yeah. of new names. I That's awesome. I put it out on Cocoa for Cannabis and on Instagram, and I was hoping some of my uh, some of my friends would come around and uh, you know hang out. Man, this is what it's about: is to 
get the word out there and, and be a collaborative community. Uh, I enjoy that. That's, that's the whole part of this. And, uh, yeah, these, these guys in chat, I'm reading it way to go. That's awesome. Thanks a lot. So rewind a little bit back there, I guess now we, we, we start to the seedling there. So oh, the seedling, yes. <coughs> Excuse me. How far did the seedling make it? Oh, dude, oh. It, it made it, man. So it actually, it, it turned the shit on us. So what happened was is, uh, let me see if I, because we had quite a few failures here at the beginning, and I don't want to mix two grows up. But uh, that one there, I believe those ones came out. There was two seeds, actually. They came out. We put them in five-gallon buckets. We got a small little blurple light off of a friend of ours who was growing. Um, I think he owed me money for an eighth of wheat or something, and he gave me the light. We call it even because I wanted to see what I could do with these. So, uh we ended up growing them and they hermied bad, man. Like real quick, they've had hermies all over, uh, male parts everywhere. And I didn't even know what was going on really. I'm like, damn, uh, this isn't cool. Uh, you know, the, the only time that, uh, we, we didn't know what to do. So that was like when we first got on the internet, we started looking around Google and, uh, trying to figure things out. And, uh, it, we found out it was a light leaks. We just had them in a closet, man. We didn't realize that uh, we knew to have them on 12-12, but I didn't realize opening the door to one inch gap at the bottom and everything was going to be a problem, you know? So we ended up just calling those plants. We didn't, they were pretty bad. We never thought back then to like try to spray and pluck the nanners and, and do all that shit. So we just got rid of those. And uh, we tried again. Uh, I believe the next time we tried would have been possibly outside uh, by a family member's house. We tried out back uh, with some uh, some more seeds and they grew up maybe a foot uh, eagle and then they just kind of sputtered out and died off. The leaves turned. I think pretty much looking back now, they was in a low spot and I think it was just way too wet, killed the roots, you know, um, and then it, it got real shady there too, as the, as the leaves came in and shit. So that was kind of a bust. So then as we were on it, trying to get this information on the internet, we came across auto flowers, man. Someone told us, look, if you can't have a big dedicated space that's sealed up or whatever, you can always grow an auto flower, throw it in a closet, do some minimal environmental controls, and you can, you know, grow some of your own smoke. So that's what we did. We went ahead and got some auto flowers and, uh, they worked great for us, man. We did them indoors in Fox Farm soil. We finally got a nice harvest. And, you know, we had been poking away now for, what, a year with nothing. And we finally got this nice harvest of auto flowers. And that was it, man. I was hooked. I was hooked. So you actually had a good experience with the auto flowers. I have not, my friend. I haven't gave them really too many tries i've tried them twice and both experiences were on it unpleasant for me okay so, is that see i hear is that an auto hear flower that. there no these are photo period uh feminized dosey does but 
uh, most of my experiences in auto flowers based on, I just recently bought me and my wife just recently bought this house Eagle actually a year ago. It'll be like two weeks, two weeks will be about a year since we've lived here. So, uh, we used to grow in an open room. We lived in a place that was a little more secluded. It was a rental. And uh, if anybody goes back and looks at some of my, um, some of my past journals at Cocoa for Cannabis or, or, or I have a YouTube walkthrough on my YouTube channel of our old grow room with auto flowers sitting in the middle. We had a, we ended up moving out of that closet um, and came out right into the middle of the room, which again was my wife, Crispy Wannabe's idea. She's like, we need more space. Let's just come out here where we're mixing and doing all of our prep work and shit. So I was like, let's do it. You know, she pushed me into it. Uh, so we went ahead and moved out there, uh, got ourselves a thousand watt single-ended high pressure sodium. And we started growing auto flowers in the middle of a room, man. And we did that clear up until a year ago. So that's a good, uh, from 20, from, uh, let's see, 18, 19, 20. We had, I, I like to say it's about four years of auto flowers there straight in a row, just running four or five different strains under that light. And a lot of that's documented over there at Cocoa for Cannabis uh, for the last few years. And it's fun stuff growing them autos. They get huge, Eagle. They get huge, man. And one of my, how do I want to say this? Maybe this is the right word. One of my banes in life one of my pet peeves is when I go around and we've grown probably like, I don't know, whatever, however many auto flowers you can squeeze into a year for four years. And uh, we got a lot of experience with them. And I see uh, we made mistakes of like not potting up, starting our starting right in the final pot. And then when we did the difference, I noticed it. So then when I see other people really trying to push someone into not doing certain things on an auto flower, it's like, man, I, I can definitely improve and, and I can definitely uh, guarantee you that, you, you know, you can help yourself out by doing this. So one thing I felt was pigeonholed doing those auto flowers. I had people telling me smart, you're a one trick pony. You, uh, you know, smart, you just because you're growing autos. So you, what your word is pretty much null and void. And, and I said, you know what? Uh, I agree with that. I also like somebody who, can say I've done it. I know the book smarts and I've seen it in my own eyes. So I felt if I want to have anything that I'm saying, carry weight, I need to really get into these. So we, we switched over to these photo periods and uh, man, I'm excited. I got up, saw a bunch of them lined up. We got some from the American one. I don't know if he's here tonight, but uh, we got the American ones, Amy aces. We got some capulator jungle Mac and uh we are excited to get on these photo periods. We even did a clone, man. Uh, we topped one of these girls in front of you and we cloned her, but uh, she ended up dying because she got knocked over inside the tent. We didn't know the suction of the tent came in and kind of knocked over the cup that I had it in and it dried out. So, uh, but yeah, that's, that's our transition there from, from those auto flowers into, into these photo periods. American one is in chat there. So would you suggest a, a good breeder for some model flowers? Uh, who would you find success with? I can tell you this, man. Uh, for all of the grows that you'll see for the last four years in our chat, or I'm sorry, in, in our in our journals, uh, 
all I could say 95% of my belief came from a company called um, marijuana seeds nl.com also known as msnl.com and if you go to coco for cannabis and scroll down the bottom of the chat page there's a link there for them that you can go to um but uh they are that they that's where we get all of our auto flowers i'm currently in talks with them right now to get a um, affiliate code uh they just updated their website i sent the guy my email two days ago and he's setting up an affiliate website so I can start getting the seeds in front of me. The, the seeds that I got my camera on also came from MSNL. So I'm trying to uh, be able to get a code and help spread these genetics around. And I think they do great. But you know what? I, on that same token, I've only had a handful of other breeders that we grew. Some of them not that great. And I won't mention them. But I won't go back. I'm very particular with it being a red state. I have these two tents here, uh, Eagle, and I want to be very particular about uh, whose shit I put in, in there. My wife's the same way. You know, when I say I, I speak for both of us because we're both in this equally. So uh, we want to make sure, man, that we're not putting some um, some bullshit in here that's going to not do well or that's not tested or prone to whatever Hermes and uh that sort of thing. So I recently, mm, I just went and bought 10 of those Farmer Freeman's uh, uh, sex DNA tests. Uh, they had a Black Friday sale. So I got 10 of those. And that's what I'm going to use on the regs for the Amy Aces and, and the Jungle Mac. That's my plan here. So you could see there, we're starting to really spread out a little bit, spread our wings here our eagle wings and we're going to try to do all this cool shit i got the dome down there we're going to do some more cloning uh fish jungle max nice i hear that maybe capulator doesn't even make that anymore and shit so i'm thinking if i want to keep that around i got to learn how to clone and quick so we're going to jump head first into a few different things so uh definitely look nice looking uh plants you got there you guys definitely came a long way uh, I, I think you'll like the photo side of things. Uh, definitely cloning saves you a, a lot of money in genetics for sure. Uh, I think you'll, I think you'll like the photo side of things there for sure. Yeah. I'm excited because of just the, the, the purebred genetics. Um, you know, everybody knows that when you grow autoflowers, you lose, you lose whatever. I'm, I'm not really good with breeding, but we all know that you lose that uh, a certain part to the ruderalis gene potency and whatnot. So um, I'll be honest, Eagle, let's check this out. When I was a young man, uh, say 18, 20 years old, I think I had some of the best weed I ever smoked was back then. And I'm still chasing those. And, you know, that shit was grown in soil in here in the Appalachian mountains, man. And, and it was just the most fire ass bud. You could smell it. Soon as you pulled the bag out of your pocket, you could smell that bud. And this shit was hang, hang dried in a, in a garage up in the mountains. So um, it's just weird. That was some of the best weed I ever smoked, man. We'd smoke a half of a pinner, three of us, and you'd have butterflies. Now my tolerance is much different now. I'd realize that, but I still haven't been chasing that kind of a bud and I have yet to grow it myself, man. I'll be honest. I think, uh, I'll, I grow some good shit, man. And I've been happy with even the auto flowers with the potency and shit. I feel like 
we got really good at it. And with those genetics, we didn't suffer a whole lot as far as like uh, really low THC or whatever you want to call it. Um, but they get huge auto flowers. That's the one thing that people, um, they say, oh, we don't like those. They stay small. We've noticed that they got huge, man, with the, all the extra light. You know, you can get, we use this Fluence tent right here or this Fluence light right here. It's 330 watts, but it covers a whole four by four tent. Uh, I could tell you more about, it puts out uh, a usable micromole of about 680 micromoles of usable densities so the uh we can grow two pounds under that and we've done it more than once in a four by four tent with that low and that's with auto flowers and it's not so much a testament to what we do it's a testament to a good light good genetics and all that extra daylight that they get you know and i think people miss out on that but the other part of the auto flowers is if i'm buying an auto flower seed i'm buying a harvest uh if i buy a photo period seed i'm buying a strain you know and i'm getting i'm getting something that i can perpetuate and that i can share with people and uh you know it's it's a purebred genetics it's not losing anything and um that's one of my recent questions and queries and maybe you can talk about this was uh the difference between a regular seed and a feminized seed as far as do you lose anything in the process of feminizing. So it, other than being a pheno hunter or whatever, is there any benefit to growing a regular photo period female versus the same exact kind of strain in a feminized version? Will you see like more terps? Will you see a higher THC from the regular or is that not something that you lose? And that's something I've been trying to figure out lately. No, I don't think you're losing anything. I think you're just gaining more of a selection from a regular to femme. Uh, I think femme is a, a, a strain or cultivar that's been worked down to an in particular phenol that they they in, they really enjoy, and then they've wanted to keep that, and then they've kind of femmed it to kind of keep that gotcha. in particular one. Try that's an attempt to kind of keep that one going. That's right. You know, that's why I like the regular seeds myself, especially for the breeding. I think you're when once you start with a film, you're kind of locking out some of the potential. I gotcha. Future breeding. And I think with someone you might agree with this with someone in our position, red state, very minimal. We got to keep everything in this room. I don't really have the space to be starting a bunch of feminine or a bunch of regulars and then taking a clone, trying to flower it seeing what they are, calling them and growing, you know, I kind of need more space than this one uh, 12 by 15 bedroom, uh, you know, and two tents. At least I feel like I do, or I would only be comfortable doing it if I had more space. So, um, yeah, I, I agree with you, man. And, and that's the whole, that's my whole thought there is the closer I can get to the regs, uh, the regular photo period, the more you'll get that old school bud that I'm searching for that real good shit, man, that it's hard to find. And I, I, I smoked some shit from California not long ago. And uh, what was it? Grape ape or something. And I wasn't impressed. And the, the person that was telling me about it said how great it was and everything. And I wasn't that I'm thinking I'm still searching, man. <laughs> Them we'll just it. don't hit me that hard myself, man. 
they smell good, they taste good, but they don't seem none of that purple weed for me has that hard hitting effect that I'm looking for either. But it's just me. So was there any kind of, did you find that at least in the uh, autos, how about consistency? Could you like buy 10 and then all be somewhat similar or was it a random, you just got whatever? <clears throat> you know what? I think what we would do is this. I would buy, <coughs> excuse me. <coughs> we would buy like, uh, say, three or four or five packs and um that way we could grow four plants one of each kind so i would grow like we'll just say for instance a granddaddy purple auto this grow then i would grow on the next grow and then i would grow on the falling grow and, it, and so to answer your question is i never monocropped them all and was really able to watch all of them and how they differ how they differed or how they stayed the same but i I did notice that you, it's not very consistent. I don't know how much growing style or like change, like maybe I grew one in the winter and was able to control my shit better than I was in the summer. And that had something to do with it. But there was some consistencies, like say out of a five pack, you get two that were really close and then three that were, they're still good, but they, they would seem to have a different note or something of the flavor. And then I, I would sometimes chalk that up to a better cure. So I would say it's uh, somewhat consistent, is a, I guess, if that's a fair answer, as far as MSNL seeds. I'm not sure about how it would go with someone else. Definitely a nice run we're looking at right there. What the heck are you feeding that girl? Um, so these are, um, I'll tell you about these. These are the Dosey does feminized. Uh, yeah, they're all falling it's down. It's hard not to get sidetracked. It's hard yeah. not to get <laughs> yeah. looking at that thing. You know what I mean? I'm trying yeah, to man. stay focused, but man, I keep looking at that thing, going, you know, finding myself asking myself questions here. So, well, they're I'm falling sorry, down on me. No, that's all right. They're falling down on us. We what the uh we're on the ripen phase now, so I've lowered my EC down to about 900. Um, actually right now it's actually way lower than that, but we started at 900 and started having, have been backing our way down. So these ones are ready to come down. Uh, I'll show you the can of trawl here in a little bit, but we got some in there now and we got a few days left on the cycles there. So, uh, we're just kind of, uh, limping these ones along until we can trim them up and put them in there. Um, which will probably be four more days and about four and a half more days until that's ready to come out. So, these here were, we, um, we mainlined them. Uh, we vegged them for 50 days and they've been flowering now. They're almost on week nine or they're right at week nine. I'm not really sure. I believe it's nine weeks or so, but uh, these are uh, yellow bottom air pots. Uh, the story with those is I think they're called number threes Eagle. And I was under the impression I was buying a three gallon pot. And so somebody's it's telling a, me uh, that it's 2. A, that's 2. A, no, no, no. That's a yellow. That yeah, it's a 2.5 if it's a yellow. Okay. Cause I said a three gallon fabric pot that we used to use. I fill one of those up, buffer my cocoa, and it's pretty much the same amount into here, you know. There's two the different yellow bottoms. There's a short yellow bottom and there's a taller yet one. 
that you could get in the yellow side. So he might have told you that. And, I, and again, I can't tell you that by looking. But I yeah. got him right here. It's funny because people were always getting on me. They're like, how big's your pot? And I want to tell them three gallons because that's what I wanted. And they're not but much I'm, of a difference right here. They're only like two different rows. So okay. the, these are both yellow. You know what I mean? Yep. So, I see. I see. Rows. Huh. Are they both from the same maker? Yes, sir. Yes, sir. I got all. Ooh. I got. I you got to fill got the beds. This is your show, and I'm like taking over and shit. No, all the way man. from this size to the two, yeah. the two point five. I got the three point uh, five. Me and my wife, Crispy Wannabe, was just talking about uh, talking about those different size pots. Yeah, you can, they make it easy to up pot. That's, that's the green bottom one there, the three five. I actually got the one, fuck, I, I think it's a uh, 12. It's got to be more than that. It's 14. It's about, I, wow. It's hard for me to put my hands yeah. around it, and it's like knee tall. How many how many Eight. screws do they put on those? Does it still only have two of the blue screws? <laughs> yes. I always buy extra. Even in yeah. them size right there, they think they need a top and a bottom. Yeah. But uh, I love them pots. You know, yeah, by the they way, work. them ones I showed you right there have got to be at least 10, 15 years old. Easy. Oh, really? See, like I didn't a, even know that. Yeah. I didn't even know they were that old of us of a thing, man. Yeah, I bought them at like 10, somewhere right around 10 from the local grow shop, two guys in a grow shop. Cool. In Swords Creek. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They actually, so, yeah. nowadays, they actually make them, uh, they, you can get a collar for them things and make them like a drip. That, what do you uh, mean? Really for they sit right in that top, and then they, they're auto water feeding, and they kind of just drip in there, and they roll around the top and keep that uh, constantly wet. Yeah. Well, that's something that you mentioned that, because we have a system right here um, that was sent to us by our friend DJ over at GrowTech USA, and uh, he can be found on uh, growtechusa.com if anybody's interested. But this is a cool little setup I wanted to show everybody and to you because right now we still hand water. So um, and I was showing you what here's our rack right here. So I hand water. And mind you now, we've been doing this for four years, five years. We hand water in this shit. So uh, in the cocoa, you have to do it, as you know, depending on the size of your pot. Uh, we do at least three times a day, especially in flower. And I can tell you right now, it's still, they get a lot of burnt tips from the dry back. And I run a real low EC because of that. And uh, we just, uh, we get our, our water runs off into these trays. I pull them out and dump them, put them back in. Good to go for the next one. And uh, sometimes I'll just let it drip and come back the next time and get them. But when it's in flower, I don't like leaving all that moisture in my tent. So I try not to do that if I can. Um, but this is a 70% cocoa, 30% perlite. Um, these plants started out uh, in solo cups. I do a scuff method. I scuff my seeds up in a little uh, tube of sandpaper, toss them in the cup of water for about 24 hours. And whether they break open or not, I chuck them into a solo cup. Uh, 
of buffered cocoa that's rinsed down to the EC of my tap water. And I just let them ride until the first couple of leaves open up. And then I start feeding them our general hydroponics nutrients. And uh, I, use, I use the cocoa for cannabis schedule here. Uh, so we start our seedlings out on the 400. We had a little rapid start and that's how we went. We potted them up from, um, from solo cups to we have one gallon I call them one gallon. I think they're more like three quarters of a gallon. I'm not sure. Uh, I'm not even sure where I picked them up at, to be honest with you. I've been trying to remember that lately and I can't. So I have them over there. I don't have any in here. I wish I did. They're in the other room. But um, yeah, we went to those and then we come to these pots. But uh, the three pot up seem to work good for us especially doing our cuts and we have youtube videos on these plants in front of you from seed all the way up till now and how we mainlined them and some of the tips that we use that have been and some of the pitfalls that we avoid from past mistakes and shit you know so that's always fun to make those videos It's most definitely a beautiful plant. Nice job. And that's what, one of the things I mentioned about the auto our water system or the collar for that thing. And I hope it uh, works. The setup you've got now, too, is water in them pots. You have to keep them moist. Otherwise, some pots, as much as I love them, they can be fucking messy. When you get oh, too man. far into that dry back, man, it's, it's a shower head. <laughs> that's yeah. what they are they're fucking i've actually thought about uh a flood and drain system and just taking the bottom out of them so they were just sitting directly like, in there maybe uh -huh. even you know yeah. so they could wick had more of a wicking capability for the moments when they shower head out of them things and you can see uh, this high frequency fertigation, even just three times a day, is going to give it gives us a hell of a nice root mass. And I actually have to use a skewer, uh, like a big metal. I think it's for a skewer for making like shish kebabs on the grill. I come in here and poke the shit out of these, trying to get it because you're right, it'll just uh, sit there. You know, it, uh, cocoa when it comes too dry is hydrophobic, as most people know, and it's not good to let it dry out. You know, you have your cat eye on exchanges and shit can get thrown off if it gets too deep, too dry. And we like to uh, try to keep them as moist as we can. And uh, even with hand watering three times a day, these pots are awesome. They really draw out the roots. Uh, underneath, they come hanging out. I mean, if you could feel underneath it there, you'd be able to, you know, you know yourself from, from, from doing, uh, when we tear these apart, I always love seeing that root mass in there. Uh, I'm always so envious when my DWC friends pull up those big fat root masses and I'm thinking, shit, I can't see mine, man. I see this little bit of shit on top here. And so it's nice when we can go in here and do some uh, uh, cadaver, cut them open and see what's up. You know, we got one over here That's that I just harvested. Uh, I'm going to be looking forward to that in a couple of days, but we just harvested this plant. It's in the, it was in that back corner where that party cup is at the moment, but this plant was, um, it stayed real little, man. I don't know why everything was exactly the same in all the plants and you know how it is. One's always got to be a dickhead. Excuse my language. I shouldn't say that. That one slipped. <laughs> so yeah, yeah, this, this one here has kind of stayed small. It finished quicker and it was in the back corner Eagle. And I didn't even realize that it was getting that right that fast. So I figured, uh, 
with this much mass in here, that Canatrol holds 2.2 pounds of wet buds. So I figured uh, I could go ahead and get that little one out, run the Canatrol through its maiden voyage using that one and uh, get it prepared for the rest of these. So it actually worked out pretty good. And then I wanted to show you my wife's party cup real quick. She's grown for a cocoa for cannabis challenge over there. We have a little side challenge. Uh, it's a party cup and uh, she's hand watering that thing. We both do actually, but she hand watered all the way in the back too. Yeah. Well, that's where the other plant was. <laughs> the reason that it's so it's the reason it's back there now is because we just harvested that one I showed you. So it's only been back there for two days. It actually was up here. Uh, it was up here in the front and these plant, these ones here were just totally crowded out. So for probably a couple of weeks there, it was getting maybe 200 micromoles of light. Uh, we have this uh, Apogee uh, MQ500 quantum sensor that we use to adjust our lights. Uh, this is the Photon Tech 465 Watt Pro. And we have that Fluence. Uh, we tested a chilled light for the people over at Chilled, and that that meter's coming real handy, trying to keep everything dialed in. But that's how I know that she has suffered. Uh, she's pretty much been getting like mother. Uh, if you're trying to keep mothers or something, I guess you'd want to keep them at that density. So that's where she suffered a little bit. But the rest of them have done good. And as far as keeping the the the, the our substrate moist. I can go back and maybe show you a little bit more. I'll give you the quick rundown of this uh, of this system here. Uh, so what it is, it's pretty simple, Eagle. Uh, this is a um, the GrowTech USA. This is the brains of the unit. It's just got a simple plug-in right there. And I just want to say that I haven't used this yet, you know, so I don't want anyone to say like uh, that I'm I'm promoting it, but I haven't used it. I just want to put that disclaimer. The guy that sent it to us, DJ, is a wonderful guy, um, and he seems to really be, uh, I don't know, man. He's just my kind of person, and I, I want to promote his stuff and, and have people at least go check him out and, you know, get, get a good take. But only a couple of people are really using this right now, and with great results, I might add. So this is the pump unit. It has uh, your intake and your outtake. And, uh, you know, you have your hose. Uh, this is a brand new, brand new company. Um, so he sent clear hose. He's switching that to black. Here's your power supply. And uh, you just set up your four things here. Uh, you dial in this app on your phone. Uh, I can't remember the name of it right now. Um, and then the app pretty much just talks to the brains and it pumps these out. Now, I want to mention that this is only one part of the unit. Uh, there's a second part to the unit, which is the runoff. And what it is, is you would have yours set up just like our plants are here. And then you would have these trays. There would be a little scale that you slide under them. So you would tell that same computer here that you want to get 20% runoff from your 80 milliliters of water that you're putting on. So if the computer doesn't weigh out that perfect amount, it will go and tell tell it to put some more fertigation on until you get a 20% runoff. And then it remembers that adjustment for future fertigations. And it's called the fertigation manager. So I haven't used it yet. We're setting it up for the next grow. I'm going to run two plants in this tent, two plants in that tent. We're going to split these ports up. And I think it'll be a fun experiment. We've been hand watering so long, man, that I'm looking forward. I don't mind coming in and getting rid of the runoff. So uh, with me being not so great with computers and having to go use an app and everything else, 
Um, I'm going to go ahead and just try to set up the actual water system so it can water them every, you know, three hours. I won't get that dry back um, because, you know, when it comes to cocoa, your pot size is not actually hasn't doesn't have a direct correlation with plant size. You can grow a huge, massive plant in just two gallons of cocoa clear to the end if you're feeding salts, as everybody well knows. But if that was a uh, soil, you'd obviously have to be bigger. So to a point, pot size really doesn't matter. I mean, two gallons is all you need. If you can fertigate it enough and keep it wet, and that's appealing. So this uh, this system that we have here, I'm excited to get that going. And I just uh, I wanted to give him a shout out and explain to people what it is. And um, I, I, I realized one thing recently is that maybe I'm wrong here, but it seems like everybody's pumped on lights everybody's pumped on good genetics and everybody's pumped on this but it seems like auto watering just doesn't get much attention or there's not like a whole lot of systems out there that you really have to choose from you're gonna build it yourself and i guess that's probably prohibition but shit eagle somebody's you know if that helps somebody to try that out then good for them Definitely. It's a nice system, that's for sure. I like the way it independently weighs each pot to see if it needs water. It's well thought out. I, I dig it. And them pots yeah. need it. They just need a good auto watering pots. That's a race car pot. If you if you can master the watering of it, that's a race car pot right there, in my opinion. I've always had good luck with them things. Like I said, I've been running them for a very long time. It wasn't just because I'm like, uh, I, between stages, I love to clean things, and it, they're a hard pot to clean. <laughs> Basically, they take. Oh, you know yeah. what I mean, you got to have a yeah. big brush, and you know, they're, they're a bitch to wash. They're worth it. Like I said, it's I've had it. them for a long time. The thing I love about them thing is, uh, even it had been about ten years easy. Now I have a buddy of mine asking me, you know, are you reusing that? That your pot stuff there i'm like dude there's nothing left in these pots to reuse the root ball is so dense you might as well just chuck these things versus trying to beat the whatever's left in these pots out do you find that to be a true statement there's just nothing left to fucking even want to bother yeah. reusing there well yeah um I agree. It's too much of a headache. The, uh, everything's the, the roots have colonized the entire volume of the media so much that it, especially in cocoa, it's just kind of hard to tell like what's a root, what's a fibrous little root and what is a, uh, you know, what is a strand, a strand of cocoa. So, and, and it just stays one clump. So what I did this time, uh, let's see last, the last couple I reused, I mixed them with 50, 50 with topsoil, put them in old bags and I put them in the backyard at our old house and I grew peppers and shit in them and they did great. Um, and now this year I actually built a couple of beds outside. And since we own a yard now and I built a couple raised beds to grow peppers and we grew peppers, tomatoes and some cabbage and, uh, different things. So, uh, this year I went out, I noticed, uh, I built them this year. So the soil had sunk like two inches. So I had a whole tote full of used root balls all chopped up and stuff and dried out real good. So I took them in the backyard and I turned them into the soil and, uh, that, you know, a lot of people do that. It's good, good aeration. Cause I ordered that soil from the local, um, 
concrete place. So it wasn't great soil. It was, I wouldn't even call it soil. It was dirt, you know, it was clay. It was nasty, but my, my peppers and shit did all right, but I knew going into this that I was going to have to try to amend it and make it better. So I actually ended up using some mega crop on them, some old ass mega crop that I had. And uh, it was the one part stuff that's real brown and smells horrible, but I used that out there. So I'm trying to amend it with this cocoa, the used cocoa. It's hard to get rid of this shit. What do you do with it? You know, in the red state, what do you do with it? I try to this put a big bag of cocoa out to the curb for the garbage man i don't feel comfortable with that uh if i don't want too many neighbors seeing me wheel a uh, big old thing of cocoa down over the hill and dump it and then they're taking their grass back there and dumping it so uh i was kind of at a loss that's why i was building it up but you're right it's not very reusable i did exactly the same shit you're talking about i threw that shit out in garbage bags for a long time and then I started uh, fucking throwing it in my garden for a bit, trying to rebuild some spots in my yard. You can actually grow grass, good, decent grass and cocoa. But that shit, when I started using it out in the yard, ended up changing uh, brands. At that point, I was in the fucking ProMix, the HPCC, and uh, they that fucking perlite's a tattletale motherfucker, man. So, oh man, it's the worst. It's blowing around out in the yard. It looks like uh, I always reminds me of like dry heat. Those little balls you throw in your driveway or or something. And I looked out there the other day, and it just looked like it. It looked like the snow had laid on my uh, my beds outside, but it hadn't snowed in two days. We had a little dusting one day, and uh, yeah, that that perlite is a dead giveaway. I tried to lose some beside the, my apartment one time. I tried to just shake it out in the grass uh, some and, and move it around. There was a couple of bad spots. I figured I'll turn it over. Exactly what you said. I go out to work like four or five days later, and I'm walking on all this perlite, and I'm thinking, what the hell? Here, it's just coming out. And it's a tattletale for sure. Funny thing about filling with cocoa is it stays spongy for a very long time. It looks level, but when you mow, you can feel that. <laughs> yep. <laughs> it's got That's that funny. sponge to it. Uh, <laughs> oh, man. That's good stuff. You know, uh, as far as getting rid of the perlite uh, goes in the cocoa, man, at one point later on, man, I ended up finding uh, it's made by Grow It. It's a chunky cocoa. Uh, it's, I mean, it's actually chunky. And I started mixing the finer to the finer cocoa with the chunky cocoa for aeration to get away from that perlite, so I could start dumping it back into the yard without it being a tattletale. You know, like yeah. I said, it does grow good grass, but that perlite is a tattletale. I mean, I don't know. That's if you want to find a grower, just drive around look for perlite. Yeah, <laughs> usually the biggest sign I've found. I've I've been trying to tinker around with it, adding a little bit extra because of that, man. It just gets so packed, and that perlite, it, it gets kind of it, it's gone until, like you're saying, until you dry it up and start breaking that all up. But I don't want to put any more for that reason. You know, it's not the easiest thing to deal with, and uh, obviously it's working, but. Um, you don't want them drying out any quicker than what they are. But, uh, yeah, I eventually want to try. I want to get a bucket, man. Uh, 
uh, Eagle. I want to get a, one of them. I, I've been look, eyeballing them on, on the internet. It's a black bucket for DWC and it has a little trap door on the side. So you can stick your pen in there and refill your res or what, you know, do the deal. And uh, I've been wanting to try one of those. Just maybe one right there with a little bubbler and uh, keep at it. And, uh, you know, if I can find the time to do that, I think I want to try that out. So that'll be a, uh, a nice venture. You know, I want another thing I'd like to give you a nice shout out to, brother, is the one beautiful fucking plant. Oh, well, there's two there that I can see, two pots. Right. Either way, that space yeah. is well filled. And that's, you know, they're good at, at the nice sized plant. I see so many people using so many numbers, like more of a sea of green thing. It looks, you, they, you, you see basically that canopy and then. They never show underneath that it's fucking 50 pots underneath there. You know what I mean? In, in, in a state where numbers count, man, I would rather see less numbers so you can actually have some breathing room. You know what I mean? And yeah. with plants looking like that, then to use all my plants in a tent to make it look like that. You know what I mean? It's just a matter of time to get a more beautiful plant like that. You know, Kudos to yeah. you, my friend, for uh using your space wisely instead of you know trying to fill that with i mean have you went that route i mean you use yeah you used to grow auto so have you you know did more of a sea of green technique before no it's always been uh about four plants five plants sometimes we try to squeeze a fifth one under that big uh thousand watt high pressure sodium but it's always been uh, one thing we've changed is our training. We started manifolding and mainlining, and that helps us use our lights and our space better, you know, to really spread them out, collect. If, if we're paying for this light, I want to collect the full quantum yield, the full load that it puts out, and, and that's what I'm trying to do here. But I'm a big proponent of less pots, more biomass, just because I hand water just because I have to get rid of cocoa. And uh, I just like, I feel that it's, uh, I don't know, I guess on one hand, if it's kind of risky, if you have a plant at Hermes or if one goes to shit, I guess you're kind of losing half your tent there. Uh, so I could see aspects both way, but me personally in our setup, I like doing it this way. I, I, I'm, I'm now I'm, we've always done four plants, but it's too much. We've gotten a lot of mold and you'll see a video or two on my YouTube and some, and other, and on Instagram too, I have a video or two of us just chopping big colas that were like uh, much bigger than these ones on the auto flowers. You're talking like that, no shit. And they're just molded up because they get leaning into the sides. And what good is that? You know, that's just, I'm not out for vanity. I want to smoke to be, I told you what I was searching for, that real good smoke like I used to get. And uh, the big colas just seem to, they rot on us. And I want to go to the two pots, two plants per four, four by four tent. And uh, as I mentioned, like uh, this Photon Tech X465 that we're using, it, um, I've, I've, I have yet to run it on 100%. And you can see these ones here. I'll tell you about those, those, those couple colas there. There's two of them that are all up in the light. Uh, I cut those ones off, man. They was touching the light. So I remember a long time ago, as I mentioned, we got 
first on the internet, we got some bro science. And I remember someone telling me one thing amongst all that stuff was if you cut the ends of your buds off at the very right time, they will back bud. And I was thinking, hell no, there's no way I'm cutting all the ends of my buds off. So I, it was in one ear and out the other pretty much, but I guess it, not. It stuck with me a little bit. So we was in here the other day and I guess the kind of this, this light set up because we're doing an affiliate program with Dr. Coco and Photon Tech, I wanted the light to be set up in such a fashion where I could show the name of it and what it was here. And I don't know if that's being washed out by the lights or not, but that's why it's hung in such a haphazard fashion with the other hanger way back there instead of over there off to the side and one over here, strictly for that reason. So I got maxed out here with their hangers, my hangers and everything. And with us not, with me, I say not training them properly. I should have super cropped or whatever, but I'm not big on that. I just retched in there with my scissors, snipped the tops of them off, and I'll be damned, Eagle. They got a lot bigger. And I was telling me and my wife were talking. I said, with what we've learned as far as um, uh, stress response and auxins and, you know, how you can train a plant and have it do things, maybe it does back, bud. But, those those top coals are shit, man. They're foxtail. Um, you know, we got a few of that going on here. And it's probably from us having too much light. It's too close. Uh, when I used my power meter, I was getting um, densities of like 1,500 up around the tops of those colas where we cut. So that's obviously too much. And what I did was I backed that light off. So I started down this path to tell you that we got these two plants by not even being at a hundred percent the whole time. We was right now I've been running at 50% and up to this point, most of the flower, I ran 75% and at 75%. I was catering to the masses here, all the other colas that weren't really getting cooked. So I figured those two could be a loss if need be as far as that top. And uh, just kind of wanted to watch them, see how they reacted. And yeah, they, they back butted and they foxtailed just like I presumed they would. But the rest of this canopy road around these back corners over there were at about 550 micromoles of density. And then in the middle here, I was running around 1150, 1100. So I was trying to find a nice sweet spot there. And uh, with this light here, I wanted to mention, um, you could take these bars off Eagle they're 93 watts each bar and you can yank them off. So I started these plants under one single bar. And as they grew, I just added bars, you know, until we got to here, so, which makes it, I'm a big, big fan of having low wattage with high photon efficiency. And the photon tech is, it, it delivers that for sure. It's a good light. And uh, I have a code for that light and I want to shamelessly plug it. It's a smart poker CFC. And if uh, anybody wants to buy a light, I'm not the dude that's going to try to push something just to make $5 on a light sale. Um, the thing is, is it's a good light. I only ever say to buy something or have a code for something if I really believe in it and use it. That's very important to me, you know, to, to make sure that that's a noted thing. Um, I, I, I don't like seeing people that are like, like me, I'm a construction worker. You go, I'm a, I'm a plaster by trade. I uh, do plaster drywall and stucco. 
So uh, I work hard for my money and I don't like to spend it on shit. That's not really going to help me or lights that are, you know, we'll just say like blurples that are just straight horrible marketing. And I see guys going out and buying them. So, you know, photon tech's not the cheapest light on the market, but it's well built. And if anybody wants to buy one, I'd appreciate them using our code and they won't be sorry. You know, you'll get a good light. One thing I wanted to mention was how many times, Eagle, if you stood up, I'm six foot five. So if I'm in here bent over working, I stand up, I crack my head on there. If you break one of them bars, you can take it out, send it away for repairs and keep the other four running. It's the same way with all their bar style lights, the X series. So uh, I'm a firm believer in them. They have uh, 18% red to 82% white. Um, they, they kick out 1,250 micromoles of total PPF. The usable is just under 1,000. Um, for a 4x4 four four tent, you're going to want 1,040 micromoles of usable light to really fuel peak photosynthesis. And that's based on Dr. Coco's grow light calculator over there. So we're just under that. And you can see that it's still plenty of juice to fuel. Uh, to fuel good growth. I, I see a lot of tents that are overlit. I seen that you installed a brand new light today, man. Can we talk about that for a minute? I love sure. light. <laughs> sure. What you want to know, brother? That was uh what was it? Was the, it a, was that a it was the unit farm was the new light that I hung today. Seems to be a decent light. Uh, is so it uh, far so good? How many watts? 400? Yeah. 380s, what they're saying. But the thing that had me scratch, and I need to actually put it into a meter, was when I opened it up, that the driver actually said seven amps. Well, seven amps is 700 watts, right? <laughs> I don't. I don't know about that stuff. So I, I absolutely, absolutely wouldn't know. That's always something that I ask people's advice on. Like how, you know, I know wattage. I think it's a hundred watts per amp is basically how that runs. You know, Eagle, I never understood how you can take one unit such as electricity and break it down into so many different measurements. You got volts, amps, ohms, all that shit. And it just always escaped me. I, I'm not, I'm not very good with that, you know, as far as, um, claiming to be either, but hey, that's what I, I thought that... when I looked at it anyway. So it says 380 out of the box. It seemed to be a pretty decent one for 380. I didn't need to cut you off. No, no, you're good. Um, I, I asked you about the light. I, I like that light. It, it seemed to fit good in your space, and it looked like there was a nice number of diodes. Uh, that's always seemed to be a thing if uh, how many watts per diode because if they're pushing the diodes really hard with with low you know if you have like one diode per watt it's probably going to have a low shelf life you know it's going to burn out quick so that's something we always try to tell people to look for is um you want to have a nice you know i i want to say if you can get like four or five diodes per watt that's pretty good even three i think is pretty good but when you start pushing them they just don't run efficiently and uh, they burn out quick. And so I, that's one way that people can, the, these lighting companies are getting over on people is trying to put, they'll say we're using Samsung diodes in these 
in these real cheap lights, but they don't tell you that it's a 300 watt light with real low diode count. And it's probably only going to last a year, you know, and, and it's going to just not be a good bang for your buck. But I've, uh, I've had good luck with the photon tech, as you can see. I, and I, and I like it. I wanted to mention that I think I did, but, uh, Dr. Coco got us into this. He has a, um, he actually has a, a new website called grow sponsor. So mm, I'm going to go ahead and plug it for him. I hope he doesn't mind. Uh, grow sponsor is, uh, what it is, is it tries to connect growers like myself and other people that have, um, you know, you might, you got to have a semi bit of a following, maybe make a few videos on YouTube, have a couple Instagram followers, but everybody is welcome to go and sign up and at least put in an application. And if you don't get it that day, you know, their futures always, you know, see how you move forward. But if someone's interested in like, um, the grow sponsor is this, it, it'll connect growers with, with products that need evaluators. So like, if you want to try out a, a Mars tent and light, uh, you can go ahead and put in an application at Grow Sponsor, and they'll ask you some questions, your new answer, and they'll get back to you and let you know what's available at that time, if anything. And like I said, it's new, so it's going to be picking up some steam, and I figured this might be a good place to give my buddy a shout-out, let him know. And that's – I, I kind of – got into this photon tech and the, and the other stuff before he started grow sponsor uh, through him. So uh, we've actually been doing it for a little while, but if uh, people want to sign up, man, it's, it's a grow sponsor. You can find it on Instagram or go to growsponsor.com. And uh, yeah, I think that's a fun thing to get into if you're, if you're down, you know. It's a good way to get some, uh, Build your grow if you don't have the next, say, say the capital to get that new light. You know what I'm saying? Yeah. Yeah. With, with some of these people. Yeah. Somebody's got a little bit of a trust build up there in the community. And, uh, you know, we all know how it is, Eagle. It's hard to, you get trolls and different things. So um, I always worry about, you know, shit like that if I mention it and somebody goes there. But, you know, it's, it's just a cool thing, man. If your heart's in the right place and you're trying to do something good and, and you want to test something and give a true evaluation, let's say, let's really make that important here is that part of the contract there, or part of the, the spiel over there at um, growth sponsors, they want true evaluations. They don't want to connect someone with something that isn't going to be a good fit for their grow and stuff. So it's, it's all about, you know, really helping and collaboration and getting good information on some of these products that people as much as anything else, you know, that's important. It is. And you know, you'll notice that at any point in like, say some of the videos that I make, uh, like when I say the video that I posted today, and by the way, you know, I've never had that experience with one of the cheaper lights as far as like, diodes burning out i did have my bad this this last time and it wasn't a bad experience uh unit farm replaced the light is uh it said it was uh 110 to 240 capable and i plugged it into 240 and i blew the ballast because it didn't automatically switch uh most of them will automatically <laughs> switch there was no note in there saying, you know, not to, or it had to be manually switched, which they changed because of this experience. 
experience, but I've never had necessarily had a board or anything uh, boring out yet. But as far as like the, you, I've heard you mention the honesty of it. You know what I mean? Anything when anytime I've ever done a product uh, review like that, I yeah. always don't say shit. To be honest with you, I yeah. basically like post a video. This is how it's going. And then I let the viewer uh, make up their mind. They can make, you know, they can, they're not stupid. You know what I'm saying? It's like right, right now with the photo tech here. You know what I mean? It's hard to go. Uh, I don't think that light's working. You know what I'm yeah. saying? Yeah. <laughs> it's obviously good light. I li- I do like the, the one thing about the bars being able to pop them bars out is it's upgradability. Uh, if they come out with something new or you want to add something else to it, uh, I can see that being a, a great feature right there. Oh, yeah. And you can connect. You can daisy chain them. They have, I believe, I could be wrong. <laughs> I want to say there's a controller that you can get that will mimic like a sunrise, sunset feature with this light too. But, you know, I feel horrible being a brand ambassador and not knowing that. I, I want to say you can, but I could be getting it mixed up. Um, and check this out, man. Uh, there's a cool story behind this. Uh, inside that box is a brand new Photon Tech SQ 300 watt. And I don't know if you guys have seen the new SQ series out there. It's a square bar light as three concentric squares. They get smaller and smaller, I guess. Um, and uh, <laughs> so what happened was is uh, I got sent that light by accident, Eagle. They meant to send it to somebody else. Those lights just came out about a month ago and uh, people had all these pre-orders in. So um, somehow my address got put with somebody else's name over there and they sent me this light by accident and, um, you know, no big deal. So I, I didn't know what to do with it. And so after talking with Dr. Coco, who's my, um, my liaison to photo photon tech, uh, they came up with, um, we're going to do some sort of a giveaway with it. Now, I, it's early on. I don't know the details yet, but uh, I think that's pretty cool of them to be able to, uh, you know, to go ahead and afford us that. So another shout out to Photon Tech there and to Dr. Coco. I think that's cool. So this is going to be um, a way f- of this facilitates us to be able to get that light, hopefully into the hands of someone who really needs it. You know, it would make my heart nice if somebody that had like a, a blurple or somebody who's working hard but and, and trying hard that just can't get that next step light because they have three kids to take care of and shit. And those stories sometimes are, are a little heartbreaking and that's just how life is. But um, I'd like to see it go to something like that. That's my goal is to try and do something like that. Of course, with a giveaway, you never know who's going to win. But um, yeah. You know, in my mind, I like to think that's that's where we're, we're aiming for there. So um, that's going to be exciting. And uh, you said before the show that, you know, this is you can talk about whatever you want. So I want to go ahead and say that uh, me and my wife, Crispy Wannabe Eagle, we're starting up our own podcast, man, um, as uh, from some of our friends that spurred us on here. And shit, we want to go ahead and start a podcast, a husband and wife sort of deal where we get people on and we talk to them. And uh, I think it's going to be an awesome way for us to learn um, like about soil, the soil matrix, about breeding. It's going to give us the opportunity to give stuff away and to, um, 
you know, just really get into the community more, but because I love it, we, she loves it. And, you know, I just, it's pretty much, I wanted to blow up for us, man. I eventually wanted like to grow and have patience if I could. And, um, you know, it didn't start out as that, but it's really turning into that quick. So, um, yeah, we're going to have some fun with that. And so long story short, I guess is, uh, or long story long, I've heard that's, that's the way I'm, usually I'm long winded, but that light there will be given away hopefully on early on in, in our, our new podcast with me and my wife. So, um, she's really nervous about it and I am too, uh, cause we're, we're just, we, we, we're just really humble couple growers man and we feel like who wants to talk to us we don't know all that much you know but i know it's not about that we just kind of want to get out there and learn and help other people learn by asking questions a lot of times eagle when i'm watching a podcast or i'm listening to an interview um i'll say to myself um why aren't they asking this question doesn't this seem like the logical next question and it's not being asked. And I know other people probably think that when I'm talking. So um, I think it's, uh, I think it'll be fun for me to be able to ask the questions I want to really try and take something. Uh, sometimes I try to find what someone's saying and put it in my own words. And I think that helps some of the other viewers too, you know, and uh, that's going to be such a fun thing to take off. And uh hopefully uh some of the people listening can support us you know and come by and maybe be guests on our show and uh yeah so i just wanted to shout that out man i'd like to start it before the end of the year i'm still trying to figure out how to even get it up and running and to be able to record it i think i got to get zoom and uh, pay for the zoom service and things like that so i got a few people that are helping me obviously uh, kind of mentoring me along and I'm going to try and get this thing started. I think it'll be a fun time. And I appreciate you letting me talk about it, Eagle. So uh, there's multiple ways you could do it. If you want to do it free, you can do it through StreamYards. It's a little bit different of a service to use. I didn't like it personally. Zoom was easier. It is. Uh, you do have to pay for it. And uh, actually, uh, I don't mind paying for it, Eagle. That's the whole point about having like, um, and, and you know, I think this is well known, but Vimeo like the whole, you know, was the, it's the best way. Uh, that's what I, this is what I'm getting to guys. I've, I've come across and looked at them all. I've actually thought about switching myself. Uh, Zoom has limited capabilities. When you go live, uh, you can only go live through one platform at a time. Okay. Uh, the the Vimeo now it's seventy nine dollars. You, I'm gonna just throw it out there. Zoom, or at least yeah. my account is twenty dollars a month is what I pay for through Zoom. Yeah, that's what they were asking me for. A year, <laughs> a couple hundred dollars a year. But now, as you look through it and you think about it more and more, uh, the Vimeo is another platform where you can keep your stuff on. Basically, it's like a YouTube, right? Yeah. And there's different tiers you can go through with that. And, but, so you can post and build a, a your own platform there. It's in the, the different tiers and you, and, and you can bank all your stuff there. 
you know what I mean, as far okay. as keeping it safe and not have to worry about, say, YouTube taking down your episode and it's gone forever because I constantly back my shit up. Now, you, now they you offered a, a service you, now, I think it's $79, okay? And who's this? Who's which this I'm with? thinking Eagle? about. I, let me double check here because it's in my browser. I'm pretty sure it's Vimeo. Because I I, uh, I I missed you kind of broke up on that part when you said exactly what platform it is, or I'm yeah, not hearing Vimeo. it right. Vimeo. Yeah. I so, have to look that and, up. So you can keep everything there, but the cool thing now for that eighty nine dollars is what's different from Zoom. Okay. So like I said, you can back everything up, and it has different levels: two gigs. Or I'm sorry, two gigabytes, five gigabytes, whatever, and it backs all your shit up, uh, and it's safe. You know what I mean? It's basically it works as a cloud for it. But for the the seventy nine or eighty nine dollars a month they're asking for, this is what I thought was cool. For the same click like I did, we go live now and we're on YouTube. For that eighty nine dollars, you can go fucking live on YouTube, Facebook. Vimeo, anywhere that you have a fucking account that will let you go live with that single click of the button, you can be on 10 different fucking platforms all at that same live. So now we could be live on Facebook and all that shit, not just (laughs) YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, that's pretty wild. It's for a little bit extra money and having it backed up, all that shit. it's, It's super appealing to me. You know what I mean? So I've, I've thought about making the switch from Zoom over to that platform. And I they you can do like a twi- uh, trial version right now with them. And it's you can go live for like 10 or 20 minutes or something like that before it kind of cuts you off. And it's the same shit, man. You can have your own chat through them as well as your chat going through YouTube. It's, I don't know, it's just throwing I think that it's, out there from a creator yeah, to creator. I think it, I think the money is well spent too. And that's, that's part of like, uh, you know, you can have a, uh, an affiliate account with photon tech and that helps to, to fund like, uh, paying for a platform or buying giveaway stuff. So I'm all about it. And that sounds exactly like what something that would work good for me to where I can have, um, a whole reach a whole bunch of people by going through one platform and just paying a little bit of money. That's not a problem at all. I mean, this is a hobby we love. Uh, I think that's a semi-reasonable rate to, to be able to do this. And, uh, you know, well, we, I'd like to try it out and see how it goes. So I'll, uh, I'll definitely keep, uh, I'll keep in touch with you and get that information and, uh, maybe, uh, by the end of the year here, we can start that up. You, are you going to switch or are you just kind of hoping to, or I'm thinking still about dipping it? my <laughs> feet back and forth. <laughs> I mean, at this, to be honest with you, at this point, fucking 533 episodes yeah. into it, I've been doing this video stuff now for fuck three, four years now. And now it's every day. I'm almost thinking about sliding backwards a little bit. So I'm, 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 I got my eye on it, but I've not necessarily pulled the trigger. Another thing, uh, from another creator, one creator to the other, and I suggest you do this right away. I mean, like yesterday. 
uh, download okay. the Anchor app, the, the Anchor app, basically. Okay. There's a podcasting platform, and there's a lot of tools. Uh, Jack Greenstock was a lot of help. When I started this show, when I went from the help starting the Michigan Bros Grow Show to doing this, Jack sure. Greenstock was a lot of help lot of help uh with this so uh the anchor app had a lot of great advice how to's you can do audio anytime from your phone or if you're just doing an audio podcast you can you can edit you can do all that shit right from the anchor app and this is what the cool thing about the anchor app is once you set that up and it starts automatically posting your stuff through uh the anchor the anchor uh, podcast platform, but fuck by within the week I had it set up. It instantly is like taking your podcast and suggesting it to other platforms. So within the week I set up anchor, I uh, fucking, I was two weeks into it. I was on fucking Spotify. I was on iTunes I was on that fuck right now. The show's on probably because, and this is all because I anchor like fucking 20 different platforms. And I didn't do shit but sign up. Seriously, anchor did the rest of the work for me. And it starts, it's a you know, like I said, I'd it, it's I'll, a, a I'll download it. You know what I mean? I would be on that like now and start building that relationship with them. Because it is, it you trust me, you'll find it to be a, a huge asset, especially with Spotify. Spotify, they helped me. Uh, they definitely were relation. The one that built my relationship with Spotify, and Spotify is getting ready to launch this type of platform to everybody. I've been invited, like in the early stages, to start on like developing the small guy pop podcast video forms but uh they're they're gonna be a full tilt youtube type platform before long so if you can have something like anchor building relationships with these other platforms for you too should they yes. they wanted to do with a click they can with a click through anchor you can like turn your audio podcast to uh, like a uh a a worded of vlog, I guess is what you call it. So someone could it'll read it. Up, yeah. 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 It'll set it up right. WordPress.com. It sets up that account for you. One click at, you know what I mean? One click, boom, it's a vlog. You know what I mean? You go, yeah, it's, that's... you can set up a revenue page for you to where people can donate to the show and shit like that. Few ads. Yeah. Fuck. I, the one anchor, I don't tell anybody this cause I don't push. You know what I mean? I'm not doing this. Yeah. But the one ad I've made is for Anchor because I thought it was so cool. And it's the first one available for you. Fuck, I, I've never done anything but that one and added it to a few of my shows. And that thing, you know, just for it's made probably about 50 bucks. Right. And that's like a year and a half. But as you do, as your shows get better and better, the more commercials will offer you more chance for revenue basically through the anchor so i don't know this is just <laughs> yeah no yeah i appreciate it i'll have that downloaded i'll do it on uh i'll get my phone i don't know if i'm gonna i don't know if it'd be good to get the computer involved on 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 doing that or not but uh 
yeah, I appreciate you taking a couple minutes there and, and breaking it down. That's good information that, cause well, that's, uh, I, I download, you can on the computer. So I, this is what I do with that too. I got the anchor on the computer. I download my episode from YouTube at the end of the night. And then I can just go to my anchor app and, uh, pull that file over to that and it will rip the audio right from the video episode and pause post it to Spotify and all the other iTunes and all the other platforms. Cool. That's awesome. That's awesome. I, I may have to, uh, I may have to message you after the show in the next coming week or something and get some of those links or possibly, or, or, or have a, a few more follow-up questions, you know, but, uh, we're excited for that Eagle. Hey, uh, yeah, really appreciate you doing that, man. And cause it's, uh, it's not easy to get started. I don't know if it was easy for you, but it seems a little daunting and, um, we're just, uh, you know, trying to set it all up and, uh, trying to figure out how two people can talk into one microphone or are we just going to like set a phone there on the table and both of us talk into it? Do we want to, um, you know, I don't know how to start out, how to evolve. So we'll be working on things and uh, maybe I could use you as a mentor to kind of help me along. I'm open to answer any questions you have. I'd like to see other people succeed. So, and I wish you guys luck, man, for real. Uh, I love to see, I've interviewed a few husband and wife teams or couple basically growers. And I think that's awesome. You don't see enough of that shit. More or less, it's usually the opposite. Uh, where one grows, the other one doesn't grow, and it becomes a wedge later on because it takes up so much time for one. You know what I'm saying? But to oh, see totally both of them it. have the same passion and work yeah. towards the same goal, and it's awesome. Hats off it, to you guys. It's fucking cool as shit. It is cool. Um, so that's a big blessing that I think I have is, is having her on my team in life and growing and in everything else. Um, I think she's going to, she's got nerves, you know, I don't think she's shy or I don't think I'm stepping out of line by saying that she's pretty open about it. She's got the nerves, you know, and it's, we're just regular people like everybody else, man. And I think anybody trying to start that would have some nerves and some trepidation going into it, but, uh, the big picture will be fun. Like I had some nerves about tonight, man, and I'm having a blast, you know, but I did have some trepidation. I was worried that I was going to squirrel too many times or, or that I would uh, lose my train of thought because uh, I have a tendency to do I'm a stoner. You know, I've just finished joint number three, actually, I believe. So, yeah, man, uh, this is this is good time. I wanted to. Uh, I wanted to go ahead and get that put out there. And I, like again, for the third time, I, I think I told you, I appreciate you letting me say that because you have a good following here. The people over here in your chat are very knowledgeable. I, when I come to the chat, I learn stuff. I ask questions. I get good feedback. And then there's also a beautiful mixture of jokes and maybe like uh, some people might call them hot topics, but it is what it is. You know, that's life. Uh, it's hard to separate growing and politics totally. So, um, you know, I, I come around with us being a red state. I often think Eagle that, because uh, I always hear fuck the MC MCMA and I try to support all of you that are in that fight because I'll, like we 
we've recently come to the conclusion that it does affect us too, because it sets a precedent for states like ours that are going to eventually become legal. And um, I have to say it's with, with us, it's just about, uh, how do I want to say this? I would feel weird right now going to my Senator and telling him I want growers' rights just because I'm growing at home right now, thinking that that'll give me up. Is that weird? Like, I, I'm just a hider, man. And I feel like you guys are all out there fighting, and it, it bothers me a little bit. And I'm thinking, damn, uh, you know, this shit's coming, and we got to worry about that. So uh, I try to learn, come to your show and learn about that. Our show would be a good way to learn about those subjects and just a whole get 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 a full picture of a bunch of things that I'm not sure on that I really want to immerse myself in, you know? And uh, yeah, the chatters here and the followers that you have are, are going to be, uh, you know, we definitely want to try to invite them and say thank you and everything all at once there. So um, cool thing. Yeah. I haven't looked at chat. I've appreciated seeing you in chat, my friend. It's, it, I love the cannabis community. There's nothing greater than this. And I think Sub actually was the first one that created this whole thing. I, to be honest with you. That's where I got it from, hanging out in the live chats. That's when Sub actually kind of took it for me anyways, from the forum to like this live type thing where we could communicate with each other. That's where it kind of switched for me together. I think it, it, it's, I think when I first started getting into it full tilt, the whole cannabis community thing, which was when I started stepping out from the forums and started posting my face with the mask. And it feels <laughs> so long ago, you know, that, and that was, you know, I did, man, for the longest times it, that was me, hat, sunglasses, something up to the nose, you know, or just the hat, sunglasses, something hiding your face because it was such a security issue, man. And then you know, I, I don't know when it was when I kind of made that, you know, put my full face out there. I think I just got cocky with having my medical license and what can they do? But there was still a lot they could do back then. But, you know, I hey, you're you're the pioneer, man. You you're one of the guys that like uh, paved the way for us doing this shit. And uh, people tell us that they're like, kudos for doing this shit. When you you know, uh, to hell with them, man. They trying to tell me the only medicine I can have is if I go to the state and buy it. So you're telling me uh, it's like a mob mentality here, uh, Eagle. They have. Um, They'll give you a card for anything. They'll give you a card for anything, and you can buy smoke all day long at $60 an eighth, or you can buy vape pens all day long, or you can even buy uh, Rick Simpson oil at $70 for, uh, you know, the little tube. I don't even know. I'm not sure what is it, a milliliter or, or something, a thousand, a thousand milligrams in a tube. I think it's $75 for that. Um, it just seems it's uh it's black market prices for something that you're calling a medicine uh black market era prices back in the day when a, an eighth of fire was you know uh 
for for around here it was it was like fifty dollars for a real good we called it hydro you know i guess hydro now people are saying soil's the best but um that's what they're charging and how can you tell me that it's okay to have this flower but only if i buy it from you only if i buy it from one of the five or six people that are allowed to grow and process in our state and um here's an exorbitant price that we're not going to help you with at all. Um, and it's, uh, it burns me up, man. And I, so I figure, you know, um, to hell with it, man. I'm, uh, uh, I don't, I don't draw any attention. We're very, very laid back. So we try to, we don't party, we don't drink, we don't have, we know, as far as our neighbors are concerned, we're a very calm middle-aged, uh, lamos we don't leave as much as maybe some other people it's because we're always in here doing stuff you know in the grow room and shit so uh it's a quiet thing i try not to be flashy or that's why i don't show my face is you know it's it's not i'm, I'm just not comfortable with that um and i will someday probably yeah even when it becomes legal i might i might still think like i don't want all these people coming out of the woodwork thinking holy shit man you haven't told me for the last 10 years that you've been doing this um and i've known you this whole time you know i always wondered why the one room was off limits your storage room or whatever you know so um yeah it's 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 tough it's gonna be um, oh man that <laughs> moment is fun that moment is fun. I've got fucking nephews that, you know, are getting older, okay? I'm no spring yeah. chicken, man. My kids are fucking, what, 26, 22, and 18. All right? I mean, that's how, how my kids are. So my nieces and nephews are that age. You know what I'm saying? Right around yep. that age. So fucking 18, you smoke legally here. And 20, most definitely. Most of the ones I talk to or I'm getting ready to talk about are in the 22 range. Definitely okay. Smoke. Oh, yeah. And I went to a few cups with them like the last few years. Oh, so man. it was not only the coming out that, hey, you know, I've been growing. I, actually, as I talked to them, they were like, we kind of thought, you know what I mean? Well, good. You kind of thought, and now <laughs> here's the reality of it. Oh. Come on, let's go into this cup where, you know, <laughs> yeah. a ton of people are going to know your uncle. Don't let oh. this shell shock you, but when we walk through this door, a lot of people are going to no. approach us. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I bet that's a great it's feeling, though, man. Moment. Yeah, I bet. I uh, bet. That sounds like you had a blast there. and uh, It's cool now that they know the, the uh, cool uncle eagle if uh you know they know where to go they know where to get good information good smoke stuff they know where it's what's been done to it what's been sprayed on it or better yet what's not been sprayed on it you know shit shit like that uh the days of going you know, to the, the days of heading across the tracks to the cd underbelly of your town to get a bag of buds uh is you know getting that uncomfortable feeling is is hopefully gone to the wayside and we can now be Everyone can just be adults about it. You know, our, our state can get on board here. Well, I hope so, man. And, uh, you know, like as you were saying, paying the fucking $60 and eight, all that shit. Fuck That's all crazy. that, man. Yeah. Why? Grow it yourself. I, there's so, such a, like we said earlier, man, there's such a great side to the cultivation side of it, man. It's so, such a Zen moment. Uh, oh, yeah. It's tons of therapeutical uh, 
uh, benefits for you. But you know what's what's the the, you know, the terrible side of it? Most people that are growing are what spreading their wings and fucking learning, yeah. researching shit. Oh god, it's so horrible. This growing yeah. at home, you know, most people I've seen, you know, from all works of uh, all all fucking backgrounds, you know, growing with the plant. Spreading yeah. their, you're wanting more and more knowledge. Shit, once you scratch, I mean, cocoa is fun, but once you dip your feet into the soil and want to really understand what's going on there, and I, uh, I'm one of them. I, I, I kind of giggled a little bit when you said something about it earlier about the, I don't really care what happens, you know, what's going on there. I've been that grower for a long time, man. Just fucking mixing up new soil or buying soil every time, new times. Oh yeah, it works fine. I don't even give a shit what, what's going on under the hood there. You know what I mean? Just let yep. me run this bitch. But once yeah. you want to understand what's actually going on there, man, that's a deep rabbit hole, man. There's oh. tons and it just sucks you in, man. The, the, in, every book just makes you want to grab buy another book, another book, another book. You know, and it seems like the, the more I learn, the more I realize what I don't know. And I guess that's probably true in other aspects of life. But it's, it's definitely true because, you know, we got into lighting and I felt really good about getting a little, you know, a nice grasp on lighting and then plant physiology come along. Then, like we were mentioning the soil matrix and all these fungi and bacteria and beneficial microbes. And then you get into the IPM and um, different things like I've been hearing about that hops latent virus and trying to figure out we've just, you know, what's systemic, what's this botrytis and you know so you go down all these different rabbit holes and um you know just it never stops breeding and you know trying to figure out some breeding trying to figure out uh, I, I like like i mix up my newts here uh one thing we've been trying to go uh one thing i've been trying to figure out is okay so if i take all my nutrients in front of me here we have our 01010 on our liquid cool bloom which by the way i don't use very much of at all anymore um, but like our Mac, our micro here is 501. Uh, when you go through here and you add up all these numbers and you take the dose that I have on the wall and you add that to one gallon, how do I figure out my parts per million for that gallon or that liter being that I guess liters would be easier. Um, that's something I've been on a quest to find out. Like, um, so if, if I have this schedule gone, um, right here and I've cut out the cool bloom, cool bloom seems to be very antagonistic with the cow mag in my setup. So I've cut it way back. I see very bad results when I try to go heavy on the, on this, uh, on the heavy on the P and K with this cool bloom. Um, and, uh, I think it was grow more stress less on Instagram recently posted a paper about, um, uh, over application of phosphorus in hydroponic situations. And, uh, I think that I, I found that to be spot on for what I saw. And it's just my personal observation, which everybody knows now the limits of that. So, um, but this, I noticed this schedule, um, uh, what I'd like to, what I was trying to figure out was, is if I mix this schedule into one liter, um, or one gallon, um, what would my parts per million nitrogen be? What would my parts per million of all the single elemental things? And like, uh, there's really no good reason for me to want to know that Eagle. It's just curiosity that drives me. And, uh, 
maybe uh maybe it will help me somewhere down the line that i just can't see yet you know i'm not that ignorant or whatever to think that that won't help me but uh those are things that i get lost in the rabbit hole and i get people on this show i'll be able to talk to them and get a better a picture of a lot of these things that, that i really just curious about and uh just want to know more you know about things and check out these new studies coming out about um there's that one the other day i seen uh Mr. Toad there was in chat, had commented on it, was about the, uh, uh, they had Chad Westport had that guy on his show about this, uh, what's that called, the genetic uh, mosaicisms and shit and clones. Um, now, I got to say right off the bat, a lot of that shit went right over my head, but there was certain points where I was getting the gist that, 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 that PhD student that he had on was very smart and about it. So, um, made it kind of easy for us to understand. And that's the kind of whole rabbit holes that I'd like to go down and try to figure a few of those things out. Even if they don't really mean nothing to me now, they may in the future. And uh, I don't know, I guess just learning has become fun. I wasn't this way in high school or, or I wish I would have been, but now when it comes to this subject uh, and having the fun that we do, um, that's where I've gone with that, you know? <laughs> Well, again, it's going to be a fun journey for you. Um, I can't wait to see how you how it uh, progresses for you. So, if you don't mind, man, I don't. I'd like to... I don't ahead, miss I'm those sorry. bottles. So, really, yeah, I don't mind. Yeah, I don't okay. miss that shit at all. So you mix your own soil, but we can go right to that. You mix your own soil over there. I I, I saw you had uh, two two types of soil up to up against each other on Instagram, uh, Stonington blend or something. And uh, that's the one I'm I'm, I'm actually kind of uh, stuck with now. I ran like five different ones. The, the uh, Costa Maine, the Stonington blends, the one I enjoyed the most. At okay. one point, I did make soil, the super soils, but it's it, it's too space. I don't have a whole lot of space to let uh, soil sit cook, basically. I'm a caregiver here in Michigan. I'm allotted 72 plants. That's a lot of soil to be cooking yes, it know, is. for the next round. So uh, I ran cocoa for the longest time, and I'm just kind of this last year getting back into the soil. You know, as far as nutrients and shit like that, I kind of shook that shit, went to the salts. I appreciated the salts. I didn't need, I cut all that. I, did, I didn't like all the inputs. Uh, a little bit here, this bottle here, the, this bottle there. I seen so a lot of the shits I did, the shot glass, the syringe, <laughs> because you're only using 2.5 of this and fucking yeah. one mil of that. I don't mix that at all. You know, for me... I got away from that shit. I just decided to start mixing bigger batches, five gallons at a time, 20 gallons at a time. So it was easier, measurable for me. But yeah, I soil took eliminated that whole table right there. That pH pen, fucking all them in new, all them inputs. Yeah, I don't miss mm -hmm. none of that shit at all, to be honest. I hear. I hear that a lot. And uh, I never I even, when I ran that shit, I never even went by their charts. I always cut that shit in half. I always went with a soil mentality. For one, I kind of figured if it had to be flushed, then it wasn't the nutrient program for me. And for two, 
I always went with the soil mentality. If I fed it, it has strength all the time, then it would always be available there. And I wasn't pushing it too hard, you know? So I never even went by that push, push, push chart that the nutrient companies usually sell. They're trying to, they're trying to sell you bottles. They want to, you oh. know, they want to see it. Push that. Hey, you know what, you know what the EC is on these plants? Uh, we, our max EC, this whole grow, never reached well this is the inflow our inflow never topped 1100 or a 1 1.1 um and we actually backed it way down uh when we hit the ripen we were already at 900 but uh we stay low because uh and people have told me you're underfeeding your plants we've actually had people say that and and i i, I you know uh, maybe their setup's different but I've never had any luck with really pushing a high EC. Um, the, uh, the way it's explained to me is the osmotic pressure or whatever. When you have your high EC going on your roots, if it's higher than the root zone EC inside the root, uh, you know, water always migrates to a less salty solution. So it's going to pull them, you know, it's going to pull the moisture out of your plant if you're running a high EC and, uh, uh, or, or water always gravitates to a more salty solution. I'm sorry. I think I messed up there, but you know what I'm saying? So I've always found it to be. And, and one point I like to always make is, is this is my personal observation is that when I run a high EC, it, I always get that nitrogen toxicity looking shit. Somehow the uh, nitrogen, and uh, this is something I'd like to learn too further into is somehow the nitrogen becomes preferentially taken up. And I don't really understand how that works, but I noticed that it does happen. And so I like to run a low EC. It's really easy to come back from a low EC. You'll lose your turgor pressure or, or, you know, and your leaves will get droopy if you go too low, which I've done before. And, and they'll start to look a little pale and, and boom, you know, this Eagle, you hit them with the right EC or up at, you know, a hundred or two in the next couple of and uh they pop right back man and that's an easy easy way to come back it's very unstressful um and you know it's not stressful to the plant and from what i see it works really good and you can kind of ease them along and, and and with pushing them just never really did anything for me it just seemed to um i it's my wife says i'm crazy but i swear i can taste nitrogen toxicity in a bud when i'm smoking it <laughs> If a plant's been nitrogen talks, you can taste that in the bud and, you know, call me crazy. But uh, I, but the appeal of losing the salts is big on me. Uh, the, the, that, the laborious task of this is definitely not lost on me. I would uh, really, I appreciate a soil grow for sure. Uh, there's a big debate versus uh, is, is soil grown weed a superior product? You know, um, I mentioned earlier when I was younger, if someone told you they had some dro, some hydro, that automatically clicked something in my mind to think a superior product. And I think that was just the implication all around back then in my circle and where I was at. But nowadays it seems like people were shitting on this style of growing in front of you. I find it to be easy. Um, hopefully, um, you know, with the proper curing techniques and shit, uh, I'll see some better results, but I'm very, very curious Eagle to really get into the soil when they make it legal here, especially like an outdoor setting. I'm not big on having that shit in my house. Um, maybe if I had a different setup down in the basement, if it was legal, I guess that would make sense. It'd be easier, but 
as far as the situation I'm in now in this bedroom, I don't really, it's not a good situation for soil for me. So it's for that reason and the simplicity of it. I don't like change. I've got a decent setup here. We're semi-successful, as you can see, and have been for a while using this system. We used to use uh, mer uh, uh, mega crop from green leaf nutrients, and then we switched to this here, General Hydroponics, in 2019, I believe it was, and really dialed it in. And I don't want to change because of the results I'm getting. And when I do have more space, more availability to not have to hide, I will definitely look forward to cooking some new or cooking some soil. I see, uh, I even have it saved in my phone. Someone shared, a, I think it was a subcools mix and someone shared a coot mix and I have them saved. Uh, I don't know if I'll be able to find them, but I know I saved them in there somewhere, man. And that shit's appealing to me. And I, I hear Brandon Russ talk about front loading soils. I think maybe I don't want to misquote him um, and doing like he tests his exudates, I believe. And that tells him how to change his soil. That shit's all very appealing. And I think um, it was uh, me and uh, Aaron, the grower talking about um, soil grown buds. He said that he feels that there's certain compounds in there that do make it a very different product. And the reason, and my next question to that Eagle was, has anyone tested this? And he said they do kind of, but he, his, his notion was, and I'd never thought of this. This is why I'm mentioning him by name is uh, they don't test for a lot of the really small trace amounts. And we don't know how those affect people, I guess, at this point, or how they have uh, uh, coherence with the entourage effect. So, um, that shit's all pretty wild to me. And I'd love to be able to grow some buds, uh, get a five pack of seeds, grow two indoors and like this and salts and two out back in soil and really test it. That's something I definitely look forward to. So, um, but for now it will be the salts for us and uh, maybe some hydroponics. Don't, don't get me wrong. I'm not hating on the salts. I, yeah, I didn't mean to imply no, that no, but at I, all. It, but no, I know, I know. I'm just saying <laughs> Uh, it's definitely not me, man. I, I I just made the switch back to soil for simplicity reasons. I'm right there with you, man. I, I actually think, you know, soil does bring out some good things. Uh, it's definitely a cheaper way to roll, that's for sure, I found, and more slim, simplistic. But I, I've ran some very tasty strains, loud turps. And I've heard people talk, well, you know, nutrient programs can make all different strains taste the same. I never found that to be true, too. I've ran several different strains in these tents, and each one standing out on their own with the same salt nutrient programs. So I'm not shitting on salts at all. If that's what works for you, brother, cheers to you. Obviously, you're doing fucking well, brother. I ain't knocking your system at all. Oh, yeah. You're doing, you're doing good, brother. Yeah, I wanted it to, like, uh, part of my quest here is to learn, because I think we can all agree that soil is probably the hardest. It has the most things that you need to grasp, like with the microbes and all the different aspects that go into building a good soil. Like, I would like to have a soil pot or a soil bed that I can plant my seed and run it from beginning to end, just giving it water. You know, and I've been searching for the difference between living soil and no-till and, um, you know, 
uh, super soil? What are, what are all these different things? Who's dragging a teal through their pot, as my friend Dr. Coco said, or something. I thought that was kind of a, a funny uh, little quirk there, but, um, you know, these are all things that I'd like to know and, and dig deeper into. And, uh, the soil will definitely be a big part of this, um, moving forward. And, uh, yeah, that's, uh, the Fox farms and shit. I'm not big on, I really don't want to use that. I, I think you have some like connoisseur soils. That's how I look at those ones that some of the ones that you're using, um, coast of Maine. I've always heard good things about that. Um, I remember when I first started hearing about different, uh, you remember hearing about kind soil, K I N D. Uh, I think they used to advertise you throw, um, your, you throw a pack of their kind soil in the bottom of the bucket, you top it with topsoil and, um, let it go. And then by the time you're in flower, I guess their reasoning was, is that you'll be down into that hot soil and it'll work out good for you. But, uh, you know, these are all things that I thought that was a pretty interesting concept there as well to try out maybe someday. Well, it's always good stuff. Good. Well, with the show coming, that's always good ideas for content later. Oh, yeah. For sure. I wanted to uh, let you go. I wanted to talk those, about this. Can't keep those eyes. Keep those ideas busted. All right. Yeah. What are we talking about here? The Kira? Yeah, man, this thing's big on my list lately. I'm excited to have it. Me and my wife saved up. Uh, we were saving money, and we decided to spring for this thing, man. Um, I wanted to say that I feel, um, you know, when, when we cure Eagle, uh, I want to go into that first, is uh, we've lost a lot of buds to a bad cure, and I try my damnedest to follow the 60-60. And with that being said, we've had some that were – really amazing cures, you know, obviously they were doing wonderful. And, um, but we've had a lot of them that were bad. Like we recently, this summer, the shit I was smoking now, which I call it shit. It's not bad. I mean, it's just not, you know, always expect more than, you know, and I know that it's not our top quality. So anyhow, for some of those reasons that we have to keep everything in this one room for, for other, you know, the legality, like we talked about earlier. So um, with all that, we kind of try to, it's hard to have a grow going and cure all in the same room using this as a long room. Everybody understands that whole dilemma. So um, we were doing the best we can and we just got tired of losing shit, man, losing buds to just not like they come down beautiful. They're in the freezer down there waiting to be washed smelling great as the day they come down but the smoke that we're smoking tastes like you know some reg man that you don't really uh you know it's utilitarian smoke at this point it's not very enjoyable but anyhow we went ahead and sprung and bought this canatrol and pretty much i called the um i was able to call the guy that actually invented this box and talk to him personally today him and his wife uh his name's dave and his wife's name was Jane, and they were very, very nice people, um, very down to earth, talked to me, explained to all the stuff, didn't try to rush me off the phone. And uh, they even sent us out a nice box of swag and for, uh, for calling them and, and trying to get some information. But um, the main thing that I wanted to point out with this is a couple of things that we noticed was, um, uh, so the guy that I talked to there said the main product that they, the test that they ran, um, he gave me some numbers and he said, 
a big thing about curing is, is you want to control the rate at which moisture leaves your product. And he says, if you're smelling, uh, you don't want to smell the, the buds. He said, if you're smelling it, that's the terps that you want to keep in there. So they created this box, man. And what it does is it doesn't run on humidity. It runs on dew point. So it has a temperature and a dew point setting. And what that does is, as I mentioned, uh, so the dew point is the actual amount of moisture in the air versus um, potential humidity or relative humidity is relative to the temperature. So they use a dew point. And the way the guy explained it to me was, and I hope I don't get this wrong or get squirreled here, but he said, if you take a square box, it's sealed up totally clear and you put a teaspoon of water in it. He said, if you heat that room up, uh, the teaspoon of water will be in the air and the relative humidity will go up. If you cool it, it'll go down, but the water in there never changes. You know, you still have the same amount. So, and he said, the reason that people always shot for 60 and 60 and his, the way, because most of us shoot for that 60 degrees Fahrenheit, 60% humidity. And he said, that was to try and keep the moisture down because uh, you know, that's the big thing is he said, it's not so much temperature. They, I always thought you'd want to be a lot more cooler than 68 degrees, but he said that most in their studies, most volatile, most uh, terpenes and shit are volatile above 68. So he said 68 found out to be perfect and you mess with the dew point and that controls the moisture leaving the, um, leaving our product here. So we can, click this and turn the light on this thing was 1600 bucks eagle that's a lot of money that was shipping and everything but uh it has this is a sponge that you constantly after the first day of drying you keep this sponge in there all the time and and it's part of what i just said it keeps a certain moisture so where the machine can slowly extract it and keep everything so what you're doing here is you're pretty much just uh it has a four-day dry cycle and then it has a four-day cure cycle and then you can hold buds in there as long as you want. Um, this acts as just like a big ass mason jar that you don't have to burp. So when the moisture does collect in here, it comes around. So what they supply is like a trough here that hangs in the back of this machine. And um, this trough has, there's, I don't know if I'll be able to get it on my camera here, but um, there's a little, um, a little nipple that comes out there in the back that would drip right into the trough. But uh I took it off and I hooked that hose up and I have that hose going down into a little uh, pitcher here and you can see there's moisture in there now, but I kind of rigged that on. And I talked to the guy today, like I said, that invented it. He said, that's a great idea. And that he doesn't frown upon people doing that. And they had thought about it, but he said, there's reasons behind why they didn't do it. So um, that's how the moisture leaves. Uh, it controls the dew, dew point by having that waterlogged um thing in there the the sponge and uh it dries off the back now they did do tests um let's see here i wrote it down for you uh because i wanted to tell people so it has a dry bulb in there for the to, to test the 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 heat i guess that's what a dry bulb was for i wasn't really sure about that um so he said that they did a side-by-side -side test and the way they did it was is they grew some plants and they harvested all from the middle of the plant. They left the top and they left the real lows and they harvested from the middle and they put half of them into a, a regular 60, 60, like a, 
like a tent dry situation. And then they used the box here, the Canatrol box. And he said it retained 60% more terps. And uh, again, I'm quoting the guy that invented this and he was okay with that. So um, I don't get, I'm not an affiliate for this. This is something we bought Eagle to try and help us with our cures. It holds 2.2 pounds of wet bud and it will long-term store five pounds. So we thought it might be a really good investment to never really have to hopefully, um, I, we haven't, this is our first run with it. So I can't say that it works great because I would be lying, I don't know. But so far it seems to be kicking ass, man. It's, uh, it just seems really cool. After knowing all the science behind it, I'm definitely sold. Um, and but anyhow, it, it had 20% more potency. And he said in a large operation, they build these things that can they can cure up to a thousand pounds at one time. And they build them in these large commercial situations. And he said that they've noticed three to seven percent yield from saving cannabinoids and terpenes and terpenoids and all the different things that come along with that. And it was a very stimulating conversation, great people. Um, and like I said, uh, we're running it the first time right now and we're hoping this thing will help us from ever losing another cure. I gotta say, I was never a fan of the My Herbs Now dryer. I know our friend Jack uses one with great results. I've never even tested a joint to come out of it. Just the concept of that machine had me put off a little bit. Um, I don't know if you use one, Eagle, or if you ever have. Or yeah, that was one. one of the first, first people <laughs> I, to use it. First listen, testers I, to have it. I got two I, of them right here. I feel like it's a... I, this might sound bad. I don't know. I'm just talking. We're just bullshitting friends here, right? So I feel like... Yeah. Uh, I feel like that that machine is a repurposed. Somebody saw the cannabis industry as a gold mine and said, let me grab some of these dehydrators, slap a sticker on it and see if we can get them to use it. But I've always been curious to try the butt out of it. With the 96 hour thing, um, I was just is that if, if I'm not misquoting, I believe it's 96 it's the same hours. four days that you've got on your machine there. So maybe I was giving it a bad rap, man. You know, it just sounded too good to be true or something. But this thing, I'm really curious to try it out. We're going to do the videos on it. I'm going to keep people posted. Again, I'm not an affiliate with these people. I don't make any money from uh, anybody buying them or anything. I just think it's cool. I think, uh, you know, I'm proud to have it, man, because uh, that's an expensive item for us, Eagle, you know, and uh, it's fun. It's fun to have stuff in our hobby that we, and my old lady was pushing for this. This is one of the things like I woke, she woke up one day, she rolls over. She's like, did you order it last night? And I'm like, uh, no, I still haven't got the dimensions on it yet. I'm curious of how big it really is when it comes. So she had us out here. We got the dimensions and she had me out here with cardboard pieces. And she's like, hold this up. We're going to get a visual. We held up these cardboard boxes to get a look at this. And I was like, you know what? That's bigger than what I thought, man. And uh, so we went ahead and pulled the trigger and ordered it. And then four of my other friends ordered it. A couple of them are in chat. And uh, yeah, and now they're using it. Crack Babies DWC in chat there is a good friend of ours. He, he bought one like the same day. And he's already used his twice. Um, I've, he loves it. He says uh, he breaks a butt open, man. I think he used his about 
I don't want to say it wrong. I think it's two or three weeks now. He it's it would have been curing in his, and he said he breaks a butt open, and it's just something amazing. So we're excited uh, to see what's up, you know, and and to really not lose any more cures, and uh, we'll be able to tell people. I don't even know what the curador is, but I've seen a few people have one, and I'm curious to see if this is something that will match up to that or or you know a, a new market item somebody can try to get into if they need help or if they can you know if you have the money it might be something worth i know guys that now that i've been googling it or, or like going on instagram and finding other people some people have two or three of them lined up so i figure they must be doing pretty good yeah i definitely like the the amount you can uh dry and store I'm not doing no two two point five wet in my my Ernst now machine. That's for sure, and I'm definitely not storing five. Okay, <laughs> for a long term. Right. So you know, it's well, this a nice uh, machine for sure. What, and I like the capability that it you can get a bigger unit than that. Yeah, oh, super cool. That's for sure. They have uh, they have one you walk in, man. I think it's like. Uh, it might not, I think it's a small room. It's like $35,000. And I think that's only 120 pounds. I want to say 120, not only, but compared to their biggest one, which is 1500 pounds, I believe at a time she, she said was their biggest one they ever built. And, um, yeah. So, uh, I wanted to mention it has, so do they suggest leaving the stems in there for moisture purposes? Just curious. You don't have to, uh, the, the, the reason the, I did just, you know what? I wasn't thinking, uh, Eagle. I'm so used to just cutting them down, trimming them, and hanging them up with the stems. That's just the way I did it. I never bucked them until I took them down from the dry. So uh, we had them all set up, and I'm thinking, well, they'll fit. That was that little plan I showed you over there. Uh, I figured they'll all fit with the stems. So let's see what it does with that. And it's handled the moisture well. And uh, there was nothing against that, but it was not needed. Like when we, when we harvest this one, I'll obviously have to chop the buds up and set just buds only on there and try to pack it full without overpacking it. Cause uh, it says right in the thing, if you, if you overpack it, you can get mold, you know, and it's kind of, you got to use some common sense, but uh, I plan on just kind of, you know, filling them up nicely and seeing how we can do here. And I'm going to, put some in for hash. We like to make a hash here and we make a lot of oil for ourselves. We usually do that once or twice a year. We'll make a couple of jars of coconut oil and uh, we wash hash every winter and then we try to save it for a year. But this year I'm almost out, man. I only have a little bit left and here we are ready to wash again. It didn't make it for the year cure. I think I could put hash in there. I, I didn't ask the guy, but I plan on putting my hash in there too, man. I figured what better I could set up the controls, drop it way down so there's no mold and really dry it out good. I mean, I was running that through my mind earlier. I figured I could make it cool and dry. That would be perfect, like uh, an Afghani cave where them guys really get the good cure, you know? Right. Yeah, I'm sure that would be uh, a good experiment there i use yeah. my dryer for my hash do you? With you yeah i do what's well, good to know I, 
I lay some parchment in there and fucking set uh, my hash in there. Label each one of the racks with my cron. It works nice. well. I actually That's did a side by side where I didn't like. I was just breaking it up, and then I, you know, had some in the herbs. Uh, my herbs now machine in patty form. And man, I was so impressed how the machine did it. I actually took all the hash I had in that and put it all in the fucking machine to finish out. It's how impressed I was with the giant system like that. Hopefully, you get the same out of that thing. That's a yeah. really cool machine. I like the, I, I'm a, I, I'm a little techie guy myself, so I like the digital readouts and all that shit. It's a, it's a cool thing. It has a, um, it has what they call, so it runs a four day cure or a four day dry, four day cure, and then it can hold. Now you can change the settings in there. They have what's called a step and slope or something. And I kind of got a little lost on that, but what it is, is you set that up. I equated in my mind is flipping to 12-12. You can go from straight from the four-day cure to a long-term holding, like bam, right now, or you can set it up yourself to slowly guide into that and kind of get like a longer curing session if you want to. And uh, after talking to Dave, he said, you can play around with that. And one of, that's when my question came up was, would it be better if I make it chillier in there? And he goes, it's interesting that you say that. And and he said, no, we found through tests that that is the optimal to what we have it set at is optimal, you know? And I was thinking, wow, this is, uh, we got to run it and try it, I guess, and maybe tweak it a little bit and, uh, see how the results are. It'll be fun to mess with over, over the course of grows, but I definitely wanted to get the touch on that. And, uh, you know, I'll be probably talking about that in future, future things too, if people if people were interested because you know what eagle i don't think curing gets as much talk as it should and that might sound cliche or whatever but it's the truth man uh i think a lot of people have messed up cures and they just kind of don't even tell anybody because they'll be looked at as a, a a less than grower or that it might hurt their confidence or something maybe you or maybe i don't know a few jars and i don't think you've actually grown <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, yeah and you know that's just a confidence crusher man we grew uh four beautiful plants they faded beautiful we got them out and we hung them up and then they all just come back like horrible and i'm thinking damn man what good is it if you can't get it to the end and i think a lot of maybe new growers lose that sight of of uh yeah you did good man you you coaxed it clear into third base but you still got to get it home you know uh and that's the cure. And you really can drop all your, you can get tagged out at home if you don't cure right and lose everything that you've built up to this point. And it's just not, it's, it can be heartbreaking. I, I think something like that might even maybe turn some new growers off. If you grew a nice plant, you know, you're trying not to buy your smoke or your medicine and, you know, you got all this time and trying to invest it into it. Cause I think for a new grower to run a plant three, four months, I think we all remember that that's, that's a, it seems like a long time. You're like, shit, you know? So you don't want to put someone off by having them get a bad cure and their shit just molds up or whatever. So I think uh, that's something in my quest moving forward that curing would be, um, you know, cause there's a million germination. Curing's you know? a, a, a like bringing it home. I think more or less it's the drying thing that people don't necessarily have figured out. 
curing should be just that last little bit of wicking out the moisture and storage in my yeah. opinion. Yeah, you uh, know what, Eagle? You're right. I'm mixing up my terms. When I say cure, I mean everything after the harvest is pretty much what I'm getting. As soon as you, you know, and, and I should be more specific, but I'm talking after it's cut down. No, no, not here, brother. Not here. <laughs> I, see, oh, no. I don't, I got you. Well, you know, I, 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 it is a good subject because a lot of people do fuck up there. You know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, my, my worst uh, curing experience when I first started using the jars was fucking, I pickled a, a batch of some fucking just beautiful OG cooks. That's no word of a lie. Pickled it. Pickled it, Spine. Pickled it. <laughs> I had it fucking all nice and dried. I had it on. I dried it on the racks and ready to be jarred off. And I'm like, and I wasn't jarring things back then. You know, this is back when the fucking I first heard sub doing it. And of course, like anything else, new grower, you want to jump on that fucking yeah. bandwagon. And with that yeah. being said, too, and don't let me get, don't get me wrong when I say this. Growing fucking weed is easy. Growing good weed is a little bit harder, but it's still uh, fucking easy. You know, but there is oh, a yeah. science to it. And I think a lot of these, like when you said, oh, I'm sorry, I should be learning the proper terminology. Yeah, that's nice in certain environments, but I think a lot of these, a lot of the cannabis stuff that's out there now is nice for the next level grower you know what i mean that wants yeah. to know how soil works but uh, we again you can grow weed without knowing all that shit i sometimes think all the proper terminology and people correcting other people kind of deters uh newbies you know what yeah. i mean oh i don't know yeah. the terms oh oh yeah. i don't want to speak up i don't want to ask questions i don't want to yeah. seem dumb you know what i mean that's why i'm like yeah don't yeah. worry about that here you know see i'm I mean? glad you I'm know. glad you point that no, out because I, I the never only of stupid that. question is the one not asked. <laughs> you know, I, I, I mean, that's the way I feel. I can appreciate that, and I can see that. Yeah, I, I definitely understand there. And uh, yeah, I just but I guess the uh, drying thing. I yeah. didn't I didn't finish my story. I got sidetracked. So yeah. I'm following the curve there, trying to be Johnny Cool, fucking like everybody <laughs> else. <laughs> and I fucking, and I fucking, I go out and I, I'm jars, jars, jars. I'm like checking all the cabinets, fucking no jars. I'm not fucking jarring, you know, mason jar. I'm not jarring vegetables. You know what I mean? At that yeah. time, you know, so I don't have fucking mason jars. The only thing I could find were fucking nice size pickle jars. Oh. I'm like, cool, score. Fuck yeah. yeah. So I take all that fucking bud and I shove it in there and uh, I go out there about a fucking week later and I crack it open and all it's fucking pickles. It's fucking <laughs> it's locked in the calf. All those all that smells locked <laughs> in the calf. And all that OG that I grew now smells like fucking pickles. Uh, Tastes like pickles. Still great weed, but fucking pickles nonetheless. It was beyond hay. It was straight up fucking pickles. Oh, so, man. yeah. So, and, and, you know. and it ruins the experience, man. 
Oh, fuck yeah, it does. Let me tell you, that was that. When you grow and that's all you're stuck with, and every day you come home, because I'm a carpenter, man. <laughs> same thing, man. You come home from a 10 hour day and you enjoy a pickle joint, it's not so satisfying. <laughs> oh, shit. Oh, you got me busted, man. Oh. I know the feeling because the last few days it's been like, man, I'm down to like, I have some good hash, you know, uh, I got some good keef. Like I mentioned, I put some in these joints I'm smoking now. Uh, and it kind of helps cover up some of that, but it's not the best. Cure. And I, you know, like you said, if you grow for even a few years, you're going to find yourself in a spot here or there. I imagine where you're going to be low on weed or, or have to smoke the shit. You really don't, you know, you're going to have, we always have them couple jars that just ain't the best, you know, it's the last of the, it's got the, all the shake in it or whatever. And, uh, but man, the pickles, that's a good one. I I've, I've had jelly jars and I've used jelly jars before, but never pickles. Uh, that's like horseradish or something, man. That's, that's, uh, <laughs> I would be careful. So what I learned from that experience is a, just go buy some fucking jars. Mm-hmm. B, if you have to reuse that fucking jars, those lids, you can actually pack that lid with fucking Vaseline. And the Vaseline will pull that shit right out of that lid. Wow. Make it just as good as new through the next phase. You so know, that's, that's what I learned my... through that. That's good. That's good to know that the Vaseline pulls that out of there. Wow. Huh. Wonder who thought of that to try it, you know? I can't remember what website I yeah. found that shit on. But I would true. I would think it maybe actually, putting I would think maybe putting saran wrap over the top and then spin your lid on or something might help, but that might get tedious having to change it all the time or having it tear or something. But off the top of my head, yeah, I would say if you can't even find jars, you'd be better off probably. What do you think, Eagle? Maybe grab and go into the local grocery store and grab some turkey bags, toss your shit in turkey bags and try to work with it that way if you could um paper bags brown paper bags work really yeah. well for like a like stupid non-cure process turkey bags for sure really well too. but uh, we want to get back to the like drying thing i think that's where a lot of people mess up is just that drying phase not knowing exactly when to put it into the jar and yep. a lot of these machines like that thing there uh, help take a lot of the, you know, like we're talking about, the idiot thing out of it necessarily. Same thing with the My Herbs Now. I was a big critic on it, too. And again, I'm not fucking, I don't not, I have that banner back there, but that's something they said. I did work with them at one time. I no longer work with My Herbs Now, but I still love the machine. I learned a lot from that experience. I I wanted, when that thing landed on my doorstep, I wanted to tear it apart just like everybody else did, to be honest with you. But it, it I actually learned a lot from that whole process. It wasn't as bad as it said, like I thought it would be. It right. actually took the turps, kept, kept real terpy weed. I, you know, I've judged a few high times events i've smoked that weed with a lot of people and nobody's went like wow you know that's it i've actually fucking harvested put it in the machine took it three days later to a cup and smoked it with people going wow that's it's fucking tasty as fuck so i don't necessarily and by the way i i get the whole dehydrator 
thing. I think that's just uh, it's it's just I think because it looks like it basically. And well, again, I was maybe say, I don't. That's I know. Assessment. I know for a fact it runs like half the temperature. I think it, it it's trying to run around. 70 80 degrees i think that's like his trade secret sorry scott but I, that we've talked about that it's got a little processor and that's what it's trying to keep it at basically so it's not like the same 130 i think that a dehydrator works on yeah. like around that level okay so there is sort of some subtle differences and like again the moisture thing he's kind of thought about that it comes with moisture shot i'm not trying to sell that but it's the same same i see a lot of similarities between that and this but when when we kind of talk we're still talking brian because i used to do the same thing as you did there and fucking the kind of trim run nice and close hanging yeah. on the stem and okay. that was a trial and error thing man I, I what i learned from that is man i had to what was my environment like? You know what I mean? If yep. it was real fucking humid and damp, man, I wanted to trim nice and close because I didn't want that extra moisture came in around my buds. Cutting things down was another thing I learned. You know, trying that the, that huge cola is beautiful and it's nice to show your buddies while it's growing, but you don't want to dry and cure that thing. Buck that thing down to fucking next to nothing. Get that stem out of there. But I, and I, this is what I what I'm getting to is fucking what I want to pick your brain about because it's the same same okay different methods the same same though I think the 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 whole key of it is getting that flower uh, preserved it doesn't necessarily matter on the time. But you're wanting to get that moisture out as fast as you can. It's not necessarily uh, time, okay, between four days or two weeks or two months. Uh, mm -hmm. The processes are different. The processes are different. I think that four days of being able to dry it that quick is being able to get it out and preserve it as is, okay? And that's right. the key thing, as, as is. As because, it comes down, yep. Well, this is what I... And this again, this is just my my theory as a blade. I think as a rose in a vase, okay, that thing as you cut that rose off the plant, you put it in a vase, it's still somewhat alive. It's trying to be alive, right? And you, we could say the same about the cannabis, correct? It's still alive, it's still kicking, you know, it's still got moisture in it, it's still breathing. You give it light, it's still trying to do shit. Yeah, if you cut a rose and put it into a cup of water with uh, with some dye, doesn't it draw up into the leaves and shit after it's cut? You know, yeah. so it's still it's still working. It still has me mechanisms going. I, I agree hundred percent. I like so what you're saying the fast, here. The faster we can drive that, dry it, get that moisture out of it, and put it into a preserved type state, we're we're freezing it in time at the, at at harvest you know that that in particular state now what i kind of think about the 60 60 type method that we've all heard about and uh they oh that method's so much better whatever i think the plants it's a different it's a whole different theory you know what i mean it may have some benefits one way or another 
we've always been taught that, you know, leaving the leaves on there and letting them surround the buds again, holding the turps in. I think yeah. they might be part of it, but I think it's more, it's more nutrition and water availability through that 60 and 60. So well, you're giving have- it, you're, you're giving it a little bit longer of a lifespan, keeping the temperatures down, letting it slowly suck off the leaves and use what nutrition it's still got. And again, it's been cut and it's now thinking it's dying. So I think it's actually telling the buds and everything else. We're going through a different, you know, panic, panic, panic. I don't think it's the drying phase. I think it's two different methods. You know, it's dying out slower. Uh, gotcha. That's not necessarily, you know. That seems uh, to be. What you, uh, what's your thoughts? I, I think that's, I like all everything you said there. That's a whole different um way of someone else voicing it and i think that's i wanted to ask you this so somebody had mentioned this and i wanted to see what you thought or maybe someone in chat i'll try to look at the chat someone mentioned ethylene gas and um they said if you take off too many leaves like strip all like i do we cut ours down and we we trim everything tight and then dry them that way and We've done it before with the leaves and I didn't notice a difference. You know, I only did it, I think once, maybe twice. We did it once out of once as an experiment and once out of necessity because we had to roll. We cut them down, hung them up, left, and just kind of trimmed them up later. But uh, I didn't notice much of a difference on those ones we did. So I've never been real gung-ho about continuing that process. Now, I'm not against it. You know, I would definitely be willing to go down that Avenue for sure again and leave some more leaves on it. Uh, I know people that swear about hanging them whole, uh, cut it and hang them whole. Uh, like Clint Eastwood said, hang them and hang them high, man. And they just take the, but when they said that, they also did, were kind of saying when you hang, you know, whole plant, let the resin drip down from the stems into the tips Mm. of the buds. That's what, isn't that what you heard back then? Yeah, you know yeah, that oh, yeah. Happen now. Yeah, you know what I, I mean. To, I used to hear that you take the top of your plant and stake it down, and uh, all that resin runs into the buds, and it can never come back up over that hump and go back down into the roots again. That's something that I heard, and I I kind of believed it. I obviously uh, at the time I was thinking that kind of makes sense, but now I know it's a bunch of bullshit. But uh, yeah, that's funny to hear that kind of stuff. Um, I think the ethylene gas, someone was saying if you trim it, no, someone said, someone told me, I can't remember who it was, so I don't want to name it. I think I might remember, but they were saying that they felt that there might've been some study or somebody implied that if you, it's cool to take all the fans off and then leave the sugars while it's drying and to take those off later uh, because it does help uh control the ethylene gas either how much comes off how much gets preserved i couldn't remember exactly what the mechanism was there but it had a direct uh effect with that i don't know if that's something that's studied in cannabis and and had you know again this is my thought on that and there's probably a bunch tons of white papers behind this this but my mind tearing about the process and kind of you know pulling it apart and looking at it i guess Again, it's just using the nutrient availability. If we're worried about off-gassing, it's it's an airtight. It's not an airtight system. You know what I mean? They're mixing yeah. and floating off the plant. 
Is it mm-hmm. keeping it tight to the bud enough to make a fucking difference? I don't think so. I really don't. Mm. I think that process of off-gassing comes in the curing process. That's where that that part is important because then when it's, it's off, I, I I I describe it as a stinky gym bag, basically. You know okay. what I mean? They yeah. go in there. Each fudge goes in there with its different tones, you know, kind of present in it. But as they go into that jar and it goes locked down, more not moisture, but the the smells, the terpenes, kind of come out in the buds. The off gassing is how you put it. There, mm-hmm. let's go get to the technical. You know what I mean? I, yes. I, as it off gases, <clears throat> I think it comes out, and them things, them terps mix together in that jar and create something new, something special. But just like a a gym bag, it it's it's a fiber. That new mixture of smells off gassing gets locked into the material just like a gym bag you throw some smelly socks into your gym bag with your clean clothes you let them fucker sit in there for a week and your clean clothes are going to smell like what gym socks right yeah 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 Yeah. (laughs) so that's 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 a great analogy it's it's fiber taking on the new smell so that during the dry drying process in a big room where there's a fan again as i'm putting dissecting it the fan blowing through your room because that's very important i don't think that that off-gassing stain keeping it right to your buds is making a shitload of fun you know what i mean well and again that's just me you're making good points and that's uh what do they call this critical thinking or something so it's good to get a group of minds together and uh, you can see an angle that I never thought of and vice versa. So that's, I, I like all those points and um, the drying, the curing are definitely two separate phases. And I, I think, you know, that kind of is important to probably stress that because it seems like with this machine, uh, with those people doing tests, it kind of indicates to me that the way this machine runs is that your environment should change from the dry to the cure. You know what I mean? And, and, uh, very and uh, we know that by putting them into jars but maybe uh maybe not as much as i once thought you know i once thought that i had to get them dried down slower and i had to do it under colder temperatures and it doesn't seem to be that way some people swear like like this is a flex i guess for them they'll say i cut my shit down i let it hang for 12 days before i jarred i'm thinking if i did that i'd have powder dust you know and um so i guess i think a lot of people are under different interpretations of what a good dry and a good cure consists of and um I think this machine and I think your machine has given you a better idea of what is important or what it's doing, what it might not be doing. And I think this one will do the same for us and be able to uh, run this machine and then kind of see where to, where we like the parameters and see consistently good results. And then if I'm on a podcast or on a chat or anywhere and someone asks, you know, what is a good way to dry and cure? Well, Hey, here's the numbers that if you could shoot for these targets, the, it seems like that's your best bet. So, um, but it is fun to try and figure out exactly what's going on in there. I, I want someone told me, and I, it sounds like there's enzymes in your plant that are working on the chlorophyll and kind of like getting that out of it. 
and different things are happening in there. And if you take too much moisture out, those enzymes kind of stop working. And if you leave too much in, then obviously you risk like, I always feel like it smothers out the terps. You know, if you leave it wet too long, you kind of smother out some of the goodness and you get that ammonia or that smell. Even if you don't find mold, you'll get that shitty smell. And uh, it's great, you know, that, that be able to have this now and talk to other people. And I like the fact that uh, that your system is a little different than what I originally pictured because uh, that I kind of spoke out of turn there. I guess I, that was an ignorant statement on my part because I never held one of those machines or anything. And I don't want to diss anybody that's using one or, or make it seem that way. I like the, uh, I like the fact that I was able to learn a little bit more about them today. We find someone with one of those cure dolls and we can get the, I think that's like the only three things on the market really, isn't it? I don't know of many other machines out there. No, there's not too many that I know of, but it's definitely a needed market, I feel. It needs to be affordable, too. Yeah. Now, those Myers Nile Dryer, are they back on the market, Eagle? I think they were. Someone said they was. Yeah, that just actually got my second one. I got my first one back, like, two years ago when he first initially sent me one for review. And then he just sent me an updated model earlier this year you know yeah they they are available he's made a few changes to them and again it's i appreciate what i think what you got there for the price difference and again i'm not even gonna say prices i'm not trying to sell this shit you know what i mean right uh, that's yeah there's definitely their differences i would say you know the, my herbs now it's definitely the the bottom of the you know the economical version yeah. what they did there i think yours is just a lot better of a fucking deal you know that's the cadillac version of the same 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 kind of but that yeah. is available yeah. they've made a few few adjustments the moisture thing now is they they uh instead of the moisture shot they used to put in there they put a uh it's almost like a essential oil diffuser that plugs into the machine that you kind of set next to it that kind of lets it breathe in and up through to kind of keep it wicking a little bit of moisture. I almost like the idea of the moisture shot a little bit better, but I don't know, man. It's just, if you're willing, yeah. and, and again, there was a learning curve with the Meyer. Sure. Style. It wasn't a set it and forget it type deal like you guys got. And I think that comes with the Cadillac version. I had, you know, I, again, I had to few versions where it didn't work out so well i had to figure some shit out for myself learn to when to turn it off when to turn i actually do like a curing phase with mine now you know as it gets to like a crispy i can start to break that stem i actually shut the machine off now and let it wake out nice you know just let it hang I'll start out there. it up again yeah, yeah, I'll let it sit like that for about three, four hours, and then I'll go back, hit the machine again. By the time I'm actually done with the machine, it's jar ready. Almost no more burping, you know, maybe one burp at that. Other than that, it's it's ready for a long-term store after it leaves the machine. But it's not, again, it's not environment like a Cadillac. I can't... <laughs> You know, still, I'm empty the machine like... and waiting to fucking fill it again. I wish I could store it, you know, five five pounds, five units in there, all perfect. That's that's nice. That's 
Yeah. He recommended putting them in brown paper bags, believe it or not. He said he uses uncoated brown paper bags. He said with, with them running tests, that seemed to be one of the best ways to, uh, to keep it. He did mention that the, um, the window was UV protected on the front of that thing. Um, you can see through it and everything. And I think, I guess that's probably because they you know, know I'm glad I had almost wondered because the light looked blue. Uh, yeah, it does have a blue if light. If it was on a it. UV, is that a UV light in there? No, it's just a, um, I don't, I guess it's just a light so you could see. Uh, I think it's kind of makes it cool as far as like a, um, being able to uh, present, be a present, a presentation piece is what I'm, the word I'm looking for. You can almost make it like a presentation piece as well, you know? And uh, I, as far as I know, I didn't bring that up. I just assumed it and he didn't say anything that the blue light is nothing. But I did ask about the dry bulb and I'm like, what the hell is a dry bulb? I saw that in the notes and he said a dry bulb is simply, and you might already know this Eagle, a dry bulb is simply the way that you measure temperature. He said, like, your uh, your furnace may have a wet bulb. And I think he mentioned, like, a thermometer you put under your tongue was also considered maybe a wet bulb. Or I, I don't want to misquote him, but it made sense after he explained it. And I'm thinking the, a dry bulb is simply a measure, a tool to measure temperature. And uh, then there's a separate one for the dew point. Uh, and, yeah, so uh, the light doesn't do anything as far as uh, – it's but he they did say that the front of it is UV. Uh, he never mentioned that that's a blue UV light, and I don't I don't think it is. Uh, but the front of it is protected. He did mention that they had one that was setting right in front of a window uh, eagle, and he said they had like four different boxes lined up. One of them got a lot of sun through the window, and it actually, when they tested it, they noticed the degradation from the sun. And he said, even though it has UV protection, it's only has it has limits. He goes, you wouldn't want to set it right in front of like a, a bulb that you're growing under if you have to be in the same space. He goes, or if it has to sit in front of a, a window that's going to get a lot of sun. He goes, you may want to get uh, some kind of a an, a cover, like put some tint on it, or or cover it with a small um, maybe some I don't know. You figure something out, you know, but, uh, yeah, I figured, uh, that'd be worth mentioning too, is that the sunlight was, you know, we all know that UV sunlight degradation of your terps and, um, that's supposed to help combat against that. So I, I tried to ask the guy all the questions cause I kind of explained to him that I can't really recommend your product cause I haven't used it yet. I'm excited to have it and use it. And I want to tell people proper information about, you know, what I know about it. And uh, that way, moving forward, as we review the pro product coming out, um, everything's been laid out in a, in, a, in a fashion to where they know what's up. So uh, it's a good, honest review for people without having the, they can get rid of the thought in the back of their head that I'm kind of like involved with these people or making money on this or whatever. It's just one grow me to another, like kind of like yours, you know, you, you, you're the same way. So, so, you know, another pro I'd like to throw at this and throw a, I want to throw a boat out into chat. How did they go from fucking pickle turps to now they're talking about butt pickles? I don't know. I what? missed, I missed where chat swung from pickle oh, turps to butt pickles anyways. Oh, that's but, great. <laughs> that's great. Shit. Uh, butt pickles. One of the fucking pros that uh, about them type of machines is the uh, fact that it shrinks down the drying area. 
that's one of the things when I first got that thing, I actually was like, hey, say what you want. But, you know, I just took my four by four tent and I'm now doing my drying in this little machine and I'm growing wheat in my four by four tent again. That's what I was excited yeah. about. Same yeah. thing with that machine there, man. It's taken that whole process, shrunk it right down and now created, you know, what could be more growth space versus having to worry about dry area. Uh, that's one thing I love about these gadgets. And that's a, that's a good point. Um, there's a guy that was on, we was on an Instagram live uh, this morning, actually, I guess it would have been yesterday morning now, but, uh, and a guy had this really cool box Eagle that he made. Um, I, I can say his name if you don't care. His name's Puffy D. I think it's 1974, but he's at Cocoa for Cannabis as Puffy D. He has this really cool box that he built, and he put um, fans at the top. He has, like, the AC gone. He has this big rack in there. He has a um, uh, fan at the bottom with an intake and stuff, and it's just this box. He happened to have the space, and he has the no uh, – I think he works in computers or something, so he has those fans and stuff. So I think um, – if you have the technical capabilities, if you have access to the stuff that you need to, that you, that you can set one up and you have the space to be able to dedicate it. But then by all means, I would definitely go that route. And uh, you know, you could build a nice, he had a big box. I think it was three or four by four by seven foot tall. And he had this big rack inside of it. And it was cool as shit, man. Um, he jumped on the live to show us that box, because of our canatrol and that just kind of when you mentioned about you know it does take space away for us um some people maybe in the chat or someone might listen might think damn uh i could make my own space and it definitely can be done and i'm sure there's people out there to have it perfectly dialed in and kudos to that shit right because that's a that's an important step I agree. And if it can eliminate a bunch of the headache for some growers, then why not? Why not? I'm all about uh, gadgets and having the right tool for the job. Uh, that's for sure. That's the right tool for the job. Look. So what, let's back to like, what, what strains, uh, I heard amyasis, I've grown out tiles amyasis, great stuff. So You're going to be stoked with what you get there uh okay. but are there other genetics that you've got looking forward to uh running um you know what not really uh not at the moment man we have uh, i you know what some i should have brought my collection up with me um uh, but i do have a few uh, there was a um i, I want to say it's called a josh sour d or something i don't know if you've heard of that strain um we got them sent to us from a guy in California. We got some uh, watermelon crossed with Mac that uh, he did himself. Um, and uh, he also sent us um, some Mac V2s that he made himself. Um, so we have a few strains on deck. We have some feminized Girl Scout cookies that we're looking forward to growing. We have some... Um, Hmm. There's something, a white strain. We have a feminized white widow, I think possibly. And those were both 10 packs. Um, so we have a few lined up now. Uh, I mentioned MSNL seeds and have an affiliate program with them. So 
the guy pretty much told me, you know, they're going to obviously send me some seeds to grow out so I can tag them in the post and stuff. So I'm looking forward to going on their site and picking out a few things that really seem appealing. But I got to say, I'm not, this might sound weird or bad or whatever. I'm not big into like, I don't have no desire to really grow a runts or anything. I want something more like um, a Jack hair or something. I, I want to consider like a more older strain. That's really um, just has a good long history. I think for some reason, that's just where I'm at right now. And uh, so I look forward to getting some more and it's going to have to be feminized for us. It just makes my life too so much easier. So that's going to kind of constrain us on what we're going to be able to get right away. But, uh, yeah. Well, how about you? What, what, what all do you have going, man? I always like to hear other people. I know if you don't mind, you can tell us what, what you got behind you. I see a lot of stuff going on and, uh, cause I don't know. Columbium right now behind me. I'm narrowing down some, uh, dinos there that I had, uh, because we're doing that, uh, well, I'm always popping new seeds, so you're always narrowing it down when it comes to regulars. That's the benefit of thumbs, is you're not doing the narrowing down as much or the pheno hunt. Because when you're doing a 10 pack, you know, of regs, then you get you get six, seven girls. You you not no, you don't know what you're getting, so. Of course, as the seven girls progress, then as they flower and you're looking for keeping them, well, then on average, you're taking two of each. You know what I mean? To, yeah. uh, for the next round, just to keep, make sure you got something, at least one of them roots. So you have okay. to, now, now six turned into 14. You know what I mean? Unless you're throwing some around. So you got to. Keep narrowing it down until you found that one that you like, and then it's time to start the process all over again. FEMSA, you can actually just throw a couple down, and I, I've got my strain. You know what I mean? I got the cookies. Throw a couple oh. and something else down, and I got another new strain. You've kind of eliminated some of the that work. That's one thing that are nice about the FEMS for sure. But uh, as far as what's behind me, uh, a crocodile aisle, a crocodile eye from uh, Mr. Spliff, uh, Milkman from Empire Pringo. I got some Jelly Bean. I've got some uh, Board 13 from Alex Hardy, who is in chat. I've been passing that around just like yes. I've got some Power Pellets. I got some Primal Punch. I've got some Silverback Gorilla times Primal Punch. I've got some Mac 1 times Primal Punch. I've got some Maui Soda Pop. I've got some Stick Shooter. So six, uh, Citrus Blazer. I've got some BBQ V2, some Xmas. I've got some Jack Skellington floating around, some Chalumbia, some Jerry Queen, and I just dropped some uh, Ghost OG times uh, Sky Cuddler F3s crossed Ooh. by Smiley's.Angels. Uh, of course, that's Miles Gardens. So that's what is in my garden behind me. So that's my question. My follow-up question to you is, are you ready for the rapid fire that the photos will allow you to have? No more. Uh, do, you, do you have to necessarily use them areas to veg and flower in? Uh, 
you're taking clones and you can actually have a veg area and when one flower comes out you can start your perpetual your rapid fire system uh, yep is that something that could come into play with uh the new style the new setup here i think to a point i think um right now my plan is i think the the best answer to that is one i have to and you can probably attest to this and a lot of other people i have to get some more uh dedicated plugs run to this room first before i do anything uh blowing breakers by trying to run too much shit you know and an old this is a used house it's not used it's not new so i'm gonna need to run some 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 more electricity to this room before I can expand There's two holes around that too. Yeah. <laughs> you mean, you can I, do a day and night like I do. Actually, instead yeah. of running all yeah. at once, you can run that way that you're not pulling all at once. You're splitting it yeah. up. To, it's yeah, always that, running, but it's not all one big drop. Right. And that's definitely something that I've entertained is to get into this. But I have thought to myself, why try to torture your timings and shit like that? Let's try to maybe get the plugins up here and uh, which is what I call them receptacles. You know, we get those ran. Um, but then after that, I was thinking I'd like to have one small tent just for or maybe maybe get two smaller tents to cram in this room somewhere uh, and resituate everything. And uh be able to take clones, maybe keep a mother or something in one small tent and then have another one for maybe running an auto flower or two. And then, like you said, have a flower and a veg tent or something. And, and, but this may mean to have all those experiments, I may have to downgrade from four by fours or maybe one of these four by fours down to a two by four when it comes time to upgrade tents. So moving forward, yeah, I think, especially with legalization, uh, when that happens, whew, my wife will have the living room packed, man. <laughs> you know, uh, with uh, she'll have a cloning station and everything all over. But uh, that's just me being silly. But yeah, we'll have. Uh, we definitely want to get uh, a little bit more of, of things going on here because I do want to. I had fun cloning that one. Let, let me tell you, how I did it, uh, Eagle. I just went the real simple route because honestly, I didn't know if it was going to work. Uh, and I wasn't even really like pushing it too much because I was thinking, uh, I don't know how it's going to go. And I don't want anyone to follow this and, and them fell as well. So, but we did, we made a video. We, we took this, uh, we topped one of these plants and all we did was I put some H2O2 in some plain water and I pH it. I want to say to six, five, nine, I can't even really remember now. And, uh, I scraped back the lower one inch and I made myself a little, um, piece of styrofoam that fit into a top of a, a solo cup. And then I used the second. So I had a whole bunch of holes in the first one. The second one was like a small reservoir. So I would pick the plant out, dump the lower cup, fill it back up every day and put that in there. And after about 10 days, we had some nice roots. You could see those pictures on my Instagram, if anybody's curious. And then, uh, like I said, it got knocked over and died, but that really, that having that success, man, I, I, I don't know what it was. It felt good to be, have our very first clone, you know, and uh, to see it happen. I see it on all the time with all my friends on Instagram and the people that, you know, like on your show and I see everybody cloning. And, and I thought, I just think that's also an amazing part of this plant. It probably gets lost on some people that clone day after day after day, but 
I mean, you think about that. You cut it off, you're preserving the exact same DNA. You're teasing roots from somewhere that doesn't really seem like roots should be able to come from. And to me, that's cool shit. I want to get into that. I want to get some cloning gel and a cloner and play around with some different things. And uh, yeah, man, that's going to be the answer to your question. We're definitely going to try to change how we do things and become more adventurous. It's only right in the in the progression you know don't rush the progression either keep keep believing a little of something to keep you hungry and, you know? yeah and and part of that is like me saying i want to get those the proper power ran up here i just think that that's a responsible kind of thing to do um uh and i know you know i'm not trying to I don't make that. I hope that doesn't come off as discrediting what you said about switching the on and off. But I feel like for smart, it's just going to put my headspace a little better to have that power up here. So I have more than I need and I'll feel safe. I'll feel like, uh, you know, I don't have to try and juggle things, have different timers. I can come in here and just handle my business and go. And um, so uh, I, I won't rush it too much, but I am excited to get to get going and do some different things. Um, legalization will definitely uh, further that for me when that does finally happen. So um, it'll probably be limited until then just based on that alone. So, um, but damn, you got like 70 some plants there. That's, that's a lot of work. That's a full-time job, man. That's Even what I was going to kind of throw in a, a little bit on the day and night thing. Some of that had to do with power reasons, uh, but not so much here. Uh, I, I had a clean box where I'm at. Everything's ran 220. I suggest that to you, too, if at all possible. Try to get some 220 up to that space. Everything runs more efficient, cooler. Chris, your equipment lasts a lot longer. It's a lot less yeah. power draw. Yeah, but, uh, that's it wasn't just that reason, though. It was splitting the workload up throughout the day. So it wasn't just power. It wasn't I just had to be in here from, you know, these amount of hours to get everything done. Now I can, you know, work on this area during the day. At night, I work on this area. It isn't that crunch time every day to where I have to get everything done. That had something to do with it. Yeah, that breaks it up for you. That's, that's very reasonable and probably exactly how things will migrate for us. Um, my wife was nice enough to bring me up a couple of these things that we happen to have on hand. Um, let's see here if I can get a... I might have to set my phone down for a second here. But yeah, I got the... Uh, so I got this, I got two seeds here. I want to shout out my buddy. I, I, I None of my friends that I don't shout out get upset. So, um, because I always feel bad about that. You know, there's a lot of people that I'm friends with that help me, that send me stuff or whatever. And I, I want to make sure I hit everybody. But if I don't, I hope they don't, you know, take it personal or whatever. But uh, this is a Jungle Mac from Capulator, our friend, uh, Naw. We call him Naw. His, uh, I'm not sure of his handle. He was in chat earlier. It was Naw Hank. 69 39 something like that but he sent us these jungle max man we appreciate it we're going to try to grow these out i've been thinking about waiting on these uh um eagle because 
I'm not prepared yet to really take the clones and stuff. I'm afraid if I try to rush these, I won't be able to keep them around. And uh, I think this is something, this seems like a strain that I've been really excited about for a while, the Max strain. I don't know if that's hype or what, but it just seems like that that's some really fire ass shit that I want to try, you know? You ever tried the Mac? I'm sure you have. I've had the Mac flower. I've never grown it out. This cross that I've, the crosses that I've got going through the garden right now would be my first shot at anything on uh, Mac. Okay. Uh, it's, it, the, the reputation's kind of put me off. For one, it's kind of necessarily, I want the real deal. I don't necessarily want a recreation. So I had, that's one drawback there. I haven't come across the real deal. And the other part of it for the Mac for me was the, just the long flower time. Uh, yeah something that flowers that long you know i you can do say if you tw even at 12 weeks you know two runs on that i can have three flips of an eight week strain and have way more flower than no matter how good yes. that mac is right you know it's what not i mean economical it, yeah i agree and you could get a wide variety you could get more variety your way and i totally agree with that i, I get it uh, I'm not much of a monocropper either. And I, I like what you're saying there. And I didn't know that it was a long flowering strain like that. Um, I got to do this and give a shout out to the Amy Aces, to uh, the America one. Um, I'm excited because I know you said, I know Jack grew those, you're growing those, and that's going to be really fun. Um, some of these, I'm not sure where I got. Uh, my friend OC Grower 76 sent me out these ones. I told you this is the Mac fv2 that he he made these um and then here's um watermelon gelato times mac v2 and uh then these here i won on i won these this is uh shit i can't remember now it's um oh it escapes me i can't find the paper either i won these on instagram from farmer fez uh, he had a guess the weight contest and I get, I guess 93 grams and he sent these out and I feel horrible now not being able to name what they are. Um, Hawaiian Geechee, I think is what it was called. Hawaiian Geechee. I hope I'm not butchering that, but that's what these are. Those are regs. Um, these here, I believe came from, um, this is apple strudel, uh, sunset strudel time sour apple killer. I'm not even sure where I got these at, and that's horrible because somebody probably sent me those. And here's that punch dog. Uh, I don't know. You said purple punches aren't your thing, so this probably isn't big for you. This is uh, resin head genetics. Um, then here's uh, 12 regular seeds from Soul Fire Garden. I don't know if you've ever heard of those, but I haven't grown yeah, them. Yeah, he's a, a good breeder. Cool. Definitely. This is uh, Cookie Supreme. Has the lineage, the flower time there. So uh, these might be something, if you're giving them a thumbs up, this might be something I'm excited about growing too then. Uh, I, I got those Farmer Freeman uh, tests, so I'll have a couple left over. And then let's see here. This is, uh, I got a Blue Dream. It looks like feminized photo there. I got a white LSD feminized photo periods. That's the one white strain I was telling you about. We're down a couple. I think we gave a couple of those away. Uh, here's two of the dosy does that are in front of us here. Um, and then uh, this is Girl Scout cookies uh, photo feminized. So that's what we're sitting on right now. Um, 
some of them I'm excited about, man. And other ones I'd never heard of and really don't know if, uh, if they're really tested, stress tested. And, um, you know, that's something that I mentioned earlier, Eagle was I'd like to learn more about breeding. Uh, I think it's, I really want to be able to grab a pack of seeds and say, uh, when, when it says that they're F2s or they're S2s or they're uh, an interbred line, I really want to be able to picture in my head a mind's eye picture of how that seed was made. And right now, I don't understand that. I've had friends um, try to explain it to me and everything, and it's hard. It's a lot, man, you know. Um, so, yeah, trying to figure out what, why some people breed and they get bad traits to come out. Other people do it different ways and they get good traits. So that's going to be part of the quest there moving forward. And um, that's why it's hard for me to look at seeds and say that I, I get excited about them because I'm not sure even how they were made, man. And that's something that, uh, you know, I definitely want to change. I think that's a lot of people. You know, I think a lot of people feel that way. All part of the journey. Like I said, don't rush it. It'll keep you hungry. <laughs> yeah, no doubt. I bought some books like you were saying, but I never find time to read them, Eagle. But uh, yeah, that was uh, that's what we got to run out. We're excited to do those. And like I said, we'll be expanding into taking clones and uh, moving up. Uh yeah, I guess um, we've been on here for about three hours. I don't want to bore everybody or push it. I'm willing to go longer. It's up to you, however this goes. But uh, yeah, anything no, else? No, I, I, I can. I'm a good at dragging it out, my friend. No, have you got anything else you want to talk about? I'm actually. I took a nap today. I got some coffee here. I'm willing to talk uh, about whatever. I'm. I'm always interested in learning shit and bullshit. And now I got. I could see the chat there. So if you, uh, if you got anything you want to talk about, I still got one more. Didn't joint you see left. chat? You want to talk with chat for a second so I can go fucking yell at my dogs and then there I've been trying yeah, to, man. They, yeah. they're barking in the house like crazy. Dude, I would be fucking... definitely, I'd be yeah. honored to do that. Check me out, everybody taking right. over the evil show. There you go. I'll be back in <laughs> a second. Thank you, brother. Let's go to chat over here. So I can see it a little bit. How's everybody doing? Uh, let's see. I got my joint here. And uh, we'll fire it up and get busy. I set the fire alarm off earlier. I think somebody mentioned it in chat. Uh, my wife's in the other room. She can run in here and say hi. Everybody uh, knows Crispy Wannabe. She could uh, come make an appearance, say hello. I'm stuck in here and uh, talking to the chat. Eagle had to go take care of his dogs. I feel bad holding him for three hours, man. I get I get to rambling and uh, I start talking and I can get long-winded about stuff, but it's fun because we are passionate. And I know there's a lot of people in the chat that was passionate about things. And um, cheers, everybody. Chad Westport, Hagerstown, Joe Y, Al the Beastly. Hey, I'm, there's the American one, and uh, this is cool, man. This is so cool to be up here and uh, seeing some people like the weedest, and people were posting my Instagram. Yeah, I got nothing but love for everybody. Blaze Daily. I hope everybody I'll, – I'll use this time to do a shameless plug. Yeah, the weedest, man. 
that's awesome. But uh, check us out tomorrow on Chad Westport, me and my wife. And um, he's going to have Uncle Rick in 7DP10, who sometimes is in the chat. Uh, there's what about Bob? I seen uh, Gorski, and I don't want to miss anybody. There's Rowdy420. Uh, I talk to Rowdy a lot, on usually on the daily. Uh, all of our friends at uh, Cocoa for Cannabis, everybody knows here that that's, that's like our home base. And uh, I asked all my friends like Crack Babies and everybody to come out and, um, you know, show support and try to help me along because I was nervous. But, man, I've come on here now and had such a fun time talking to everybody. And uh, smoking a joint. It has been fun. They've enjoyed it too. I know you said yeah, fucking an hour, and I was kind of giggling to myself. I'm like, yeah, I bet I get more an hour out of you. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, yeah. You know what? Our buddy in chat there, Rowdy420. He's uh, he's actually growing. Uh, he has this Mac V2 right here. Uh, he's been trimming it. He grew it out the flower, and he's been trimming it. And uh, uh, here's my wife. Can you say hi to him? Hello, everyone. It's in this microphone right here. Tell him hello. Hello. It's but, awesome to be here. Cheers. Love the show. That's awesome. I hope that's all right, nice Eagle. She... Hell yeah. Cool. If I if I would have known the connection, we could have did like the team thing. It wouldn't have mattered to me. It, yeah, it's more than welcome. Yeah. So yeah. We have a hard time. We have a hard time. We're trying to figure out how both of us can talk into it. I'm I'm wearing like a turtle beach headset right now. So the only way both of her and I, like tomorrow when we're on Chad Westport, I'm going to just do my phone sitting on the table because our lights will be off during that time. So what I did was I made a little video and they're going to play it. And we'll talk about it then. Um, but I figure uh, we'll just set the phone down on the table and, uh, both of us kind of talk into it, you know, we'll just talk, not talk over each other, but that's something I got to figure out is like, how can I get a phone jack or some way of having two, both of us be able to talk, or is it probably just best to set the phone down? Should I buy a computer that has a really cool system to it and use that way, you know? So, uh, yeah. For tomorrow's sake or anytime soon, your phone will be all right. It will pick up both of your voices just fine. I've done a lot of, you know, side by sides, uh, two people there. Zooms, you it it usually works out really well. But as you you already in mind that you're doing a podcast, you know, yeah. it might not be a bad idea to get a decent computer to keep everything backed up on in a mixer. To blend yep. the two, you know that shit's pretty cheap. But again, it doesn't. That shit don't and don't let that deter you. Let don't. I'm one of them. <laughs> I, you know, get started. Fucking, I built my business on that. You know what I mean? Yeah. Buy a little something with each job. Same thing with this. Give. Yeah. One of my favorite. I just mic myself up. One of my favorite quotes is from uh, Les Brown. He says, you don't have to be great to get started. You just have to get started to be great. And that's, you know, that's uh, the same thing with your podcast, man. Just get it yeah. going and fucking get the things you need as you see you need them. You know what I mean? 
Yeah. <laughs> That's my yep. advice to you, brother. That makes a lot of sense. I we we just got this computer, man. It is, but it's a cheaper one. It doesn't have the touch screen. I'm not sure what its capabilities are. And I'm figuring if I want to get serious, I will get a better one. But like you're saying, we can get started here. That's that's all I really want to do is see how it goes and it'll grow. It'll grow in its own progression, just like everything else. So, um, yeah, man, I, I definitely want to give another shout out to, or, uh, another have people visit me on my YouTube channel. I think, uh, when I came to this show tonight, I had, I want to say 233 followers and I'm hoping to make more videos and start streaming there maybe. So if anybody can give me a follow and, um, same way on Instagram. On Instagram, I'm real smart poker, and uh, they've been posting it in the chat all night. That's freaking awesome. Um, and uh, same with my wife, Crispy Wannabe. She's been in the chat. I, I urge everybody to follow us together, and uh, we love this community and what we do, and we enjoy this. And as you can see, I sat here and rambled for three hours. So um, yeah, and check check oh, out Photon Pack. Yeah. I didn't mean, and again, I don't mean to interrupt you. I told you that in the beginning. Just blow by that. That's just my stupidity that I've left uh, the mic on. <laughs> no, you're good, man. It just I makes see. it tough. You try to you try to have a conversation like we're both sitting side by side in a in a room with a little bit of a lag. It makes it hard. So we kind of step on each other a little bit, uh, you know. So definitely, there's there's no definitely no need to apologize. And if I do it to you, I I feel bad. So I understand. Trust me. Fuck that shit. This is your hour, man. This is my oh. time dedicated to you, man. And again, I let you know that in the beginning, man. The guest has pretty much complete run of this, man. You guys have from 1130 to 420. That's what's open for the guest. They're, wow. they're in control of how long or short it goes. Basically, cool. I'll cut you off. I've actually had people take me till 8 o'clock in the morning. But usually oh right around 420, I'll, I'll cut it off most times. But wow. That yeah. is that's that's crazy, man. That's a long time to sit there in one spot. Uh you know, and uh yeah, but um damn, where was I gonna go with that? There was something I wanted to ask you. Um shit. Now I'm definitely having a squirrel. I had something I wanted to talk about there for a second. Um why are you thinking when I cut in, I wanted to tell you that uh, that anchor app that I was telling you about earlier, when you're yeah. thinking about how to blend the mics and stuff like that, there's yeah. a lot of how to's and good information in that anchor app about all cool. that. Shit. Yeah, that's cool. Oh, there, there's something I wanted to put you on the spot, man. Uh, now that I got the, be on the Eagle Garden show. Does that mean when I come to the chat, I could have a, a, a blue wrench? Uh, yeah, I'll give you a blue wrench. <laughs> I like the blue wrenches, man. I got one at, at another show and I felt really cool. I was like, yeah, check this out, man. Uh, so yeah, man, the blue wrench. What, what's the what's the blue wrench about now over there i guess it's just for when those people post bullshit you can go ahead and click a button and get rid of them uh of like a bad comment or, or i i noticed there was some earlier in there and it was those same people they like hot girls uh click here you know you get those a lot huh 
they, they, yeah, I don't know what draws that shit in, but it, yeah, the minds get to can dictate what's going on in chat. They can post links, they okay. can tag people out. So, you know, I'm not yeah. like a lot of the shows. I've seen other shows how they work with that. To me, the wrenches are like an honor system. You know what I mean? You've been hanging okay. out, you fucking, yeah. You know, you. I know that you're looking out for the greater good okay, of so maybe the community I, and shit like that. It's almost like the letter, yeah. the fucking in high school, almost something like that. Yeah. A lot of the other shows, man, they they give them to anybody, and it doesn't mean anything. You know what I mean? Yeah. What you're right. The only thing, it, it the only thing it. in the other shows where they, yeah, it devalues it, and the only other thing that it does is when it it, it shows newbies. You see, everybody got a blue wrench, and you show up, and you ain't got a blue wrench. They're like, "Oh, look at the newbie. Uh, Who's yeah. this? Outcast." You're, I you're never thought of that from around here. Yeah, you're not from around here. It makes it too clicky. Yeah. You know what I mean? I get it. Well, then, yeah, you know, well, maybe I overstepped. I never looked at it like that. You don't have to give me one. Maybe I didn't make my bones in the chat yet. You know what I mean? And I can totally dig that, man. So uh, tonight, just, tonight I'm, you earned the past weed nerd world. Not, not necessarily right. <laughs> okay. Okay. I'll keep, I'll keep chugging along, man. I have no problems uh, uh, making my bones, right? <laughs> the old wrench. Yeah. I don't know. It's like, I don't know. No, I, you made some good points, and I never thought of that, man, like the whole moderator thing. And if, if I was to start streaming live to my channel, then I would guess I'd have to make that decision too. And uh, uh, I, I get what you're saying. And I, I, I've seen that where you go in, and there's like everybody's a blue wrench. And you're like, damn, man, you know, well, what did I do wrong? <laughs> well, how do I not fit in? See, that's, uh, that's the way it makes you feel, though, isn't it? Well, I mean, wouldn't you rather okay. just see a bunch of the regular names and a few wrenches versus tons of blue, and then you're the outcast? I love seeing all the regular names, like St. Bernard's Observation Booth there. That guy, uh, uh, I should say they, follow. Uh, I, I follow them around on Instagram. I see them on a couple of these shows. I, I don't catch as much shows, uh, especially your show's on late, man. So, for, you know, it's tough sometimes to make this show. But, uh, yeah, like the Weedist and Mike B and, and American One and Stony Rockefeller, I see these same names, Ned Denver, over and over. And I learn from these guys. They, they, uh, what about Bob? They all put up with me in chat uh, everywhere we go. I ask questions. Sometimes I get answers. Sometimes I don't, but, uh, I can definitely, uh, I, I, I enjoy the whole community that comes around and for sure. Yeah. St. Bernard's observation booth. What a name, huh? And he does, uh, he or she has a bunch of St. Bernard's that I see him on chat, follow him around. One's name's pork chop. I think so. It's cool to get to know these people, man, and then see them on here and uh, have some fun with them and get to show them our gardens and, and get to see them when they're the guest on your show and shit. So, uh, yeah, this is good stuff. Community's awesome, man. I've got tons of uh, respect for St. Observation Booth, man. He is a very smart individual. I've been trying yes. to get that one on the show for a long time, man. We, really? We got some history a little bit, man. We fucking weed nerds from way back, man. We used to hang out in sub pools chats. 
long, long, oh, long, long yeah. time ago. That's way before my nothing time. But, nothing but respect for that cat. Smiley was that Smiley. close from getting him on the takeover there. Oh, and, uh, nothing yet, man. Uh, I'm I, uh, yeah, I, I, I have a lot of respect for the OGs, man. You guys were going doing this way before our time on the computer, like talking and uh, sharing the knowledge. And um, yeah, uh, that's pretty cool to see all the all the old timers. <laughs> you guys are the old time. I'm 41, by the way. But you guys are uh, been doing this for a while. And that's that's cool to pay the way before anything was legal, before the medical and before a lot. You know what I mean? And uh, so kudos. You're doing the same them. fucking thing I did. You know yeah, what I I'm mean? Just- I'm Michigan was footsteps. red before it was fucking medical. You know what I mean? You're doing oh. the same thing I did. Shout out to you for having the balls uh, to fucking yeah. do it, brother. You, yeah. <laughs> you guys paved the way. You're man. the same pioneer. You said you're the same fucking pioneer. It's just a few yeah. years later, but you're in your state. You're fucking an absolute pioneer right now, brother. Trying to buck the system and make our own medicine, man. Keep your money and don't spend it for sixty dollars an eighth. That's the that's the message. And don't spend it on bad products like shitty lights or hype products. You know that's that's a big important thing. But uh, the chat is uh, the chat's going off. Me and my wife are, are Seinfeld fans, and I can see they're saying Spongeworthy. Uh, that's hilarious. You Seinfeld fan? Oh yeah, yeah. Oh, I definitely that- watch Seinfeld. Okay, so that's a lot of references that you'll see there. But uh, the the Chad Westport says he loves the Seinfeld references, and uh, I know that they were on there. If people might be wondering, like, what that? What's the deal? What are they doing? What are they talking about? So um, I wanted I wanted to bring that up. Hell yeah, the chat's always fun, man. That's where I'm. I'm a chatter, really, Eagle. That's where I seem to live in all these places. I don't really. I get nervous coming on here and uh, just for different reasons. And I've had fun and I know it went well. And I feel that, you know, uh, I've represented everything and everybody well that I tried to. And uh, this was a great time. But um, there, look, there's the webcams people right there again. Um, but, yeah, uh, it's I'm a child. I, I actually kind of the webcam thing. I think that's kind of a fucking you laugh if you want. I, I hope you do. I almost look at that as a fucking honor, man. When you've taken time out from your fucking, obviously, your fucking, your porn obsession to come check out the show, <laughs> that gives me a lot of weight. <laughs> That's, what an honor. You know what I mean? When you gave enough porn to come hang out yep. with me. Hey, wow. We ought to start Close going over to, to the porn. We gotta start going over to the porn channels and spamming the uh the spamming our stuff. Huh? <laughs> That's <laughs> fucking like hilarious. Uh, let's go down that to where they work funny. and heckle them. <laughs> oh, that's yeah, funny. Let fucking roll one and put it in that clicking hand. Relax a little bit, chief. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Holy. Oh, that's that's funny. Uh So, do you make edibles? Do you make hash? I mean, we, I don't think yeah, we yeah. On that. There you go. No, man, that's something I really enjoy. So, um, we do make hash. Uh, we we started making hash about uh, I'd say three, four years ago. 
about four years ago or so we, we started out hand mixing it and uh we got a lot of contaminants that way man i didn't know it what what was going down but i was beating it with i was using my plaster mixer in a five gallon bucket you know and uh it wasn't that great and uh this is a funny thing i've noticed uh some of my friends in canada they grew up with hash all over the place hash here where i live is uh unheard of and back in the day when i was younger which uh you know I guess for me, that's the nineties and shit. Uh, they, uh, I didn't really find, there was never any hash once in a while. Someone would come through and say they had some hash and we'd smoke it. It was like maybe four or five times and none of them were impressive. I, one was called blonde and, and just none of them were impressive. So I was curious when I learned what hash actually was. And so we wanted to go ahead and make it man and get into that. So we did the first ones by hand and got a lot of contaminants, but we were intrigued. We had some, you know, a few hints of like, damn, that's pretty cool. And we liked the process and everything. So then we bought a washer and then we started doing it in the winter, uh, keeping everything freezing cold at our last place. We was able to do it outside here. I'll have to settle for the cold, colder, chillier basement, but, um, yeah, get them buckets of water, man. Like, almost with a glaze of ice across the top of them and uh wash our hash and um we use the bubble bags so i kind of want to upgrade i've heard that this the uh bags that are all mesh on the side are supposed to be better i don't know if you found that to be true or not or how you wash your hash but hash is something that you know, I often tell my old lady this, that uh, if we ever got into the market of selling stuff, I think I'd like to make hash and be a, known as a, a connoisseur hash person. Wouldn't I, I just feel like that's something I would really enjoy. Uh, and the more we do, the more I want to wash. I, we, now we've gotten into the fresh frozen and uh, we got some down there ready to go. Uh, but the last, last two, two times, we got some fresh frozen and we've really liked that. So it's an, it's an evolving thing like everything else. And um, we got the bubble bag washer the, or the bubble bag dude or whatever the hell it is, washer. And um, yeah, I plugged that thing up. So I made that mistake. It stops working, dude. You put too much in there. It's, it, 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 it peters right out. It folds up like a cheap suit, Eagle. <laughs> Yeah, I do find the uh, the full mesh bags uh, help a lot. Uh, speeds up the drain time. Uh, depends on how much money get into ash. I love making the caps. I highly suggest switching over to the full mesh bags. Minimal. <laughs> Minimal. So I'd like uh, to take the hash. We we like that. We like the temple ball it like uh kind of the frenchy way i gotta say this everybody's always saying watch the frenchy shows i love frenchy man and i appreciated everything he brought i can't understand i have to watch him in the um his accent's so thick that it's hard for me to understand him so i gotta get the um i want to go through and watch him man with the with the subtitles on you know what i mean and because i it's just such a thick accent that a lot of that shit's lost on me, but we do do the temple, the temple balls and roll them out with a wine bottle. I have a press too in the other room. I have a six ton dab press. Um, I kind of got intrigued with the dabs, press some buds, press some hash. And I kind of fell out of it. I wasn't 
I don't know, man, sitting there with a blowtorch and shit, it just felt a little foreign. I wasn't, I just, I'm the type of dude to roll a joint and put some hash in it that's temple balled, nice soft hash. I'll roll it out, lay it in my joints or, or layer it in a bowl. And uh, as far as, that's about as far as we get into like extractions or anything. And then we, like I said, we infuse coconut oil. We usually use a quarter pound and we're going to use some of that shit that's not cured very well to do some, but you know what they say, good in, good out. But we usually try to use like a quarter pound and put that into two jars, maybe three, depending on, and those are 14 ounce jars and we'll decarb it and then do the whole process of boiling, run it through the, uh, cheesecloth put it in the fridge i like to get it out melt it down again run it through the cheesecloth a second time to get out any extra contaminants and harden it off again and then we break that up put it in dropper bottles and my old lady really digs it man she uses it to sleep uh we give it to some family members that are uh this is cool man they used to they used to drink a, a glass of wine before they would go to bed and now and they're in their 70s eagle in a red state grew up around reefer madness and we have come to talk them into i don't want to say talk them into it like it's a bad thing but we've reasoned with them enough that they were willing to try our medicine and drip some of that coconut oil and just a couple drops they said it's much better they feel so much better the next day versus a glass of wine and like with us being not able to really spread it around just those couple little testimonies is makes me feel proud and happy and and cool that we're able to facilitate that to somebody you know um, especially someone with that mindset growing up, which is nothing against them. That's just how it was, you know? That's awesome to hear. That's for sure. I'd rather see everybody smoke a little bit of cannabis. Yeah. They, uh, just take a couple drops out of a dropper in the back of their tongue before they go to bed. And they said, you, they feel, uh, more lubricated the next day and ready to roll. And, uh, unfortunately one of them did take a couple too many drops one night and said, uh, they, they laid in bed and could hear the crickets, uh, really loud. And, uh, they had me kind of giggling a little bit and I felt bad. I was like, I don't ever want to make anyone uncomfortable. You know, that's don't you, that's a quick way to turn someone off is to have them take too much because I've done too much edibles. And I know that it's, uh, it can really get you feeling like you're half tripping, man. And you, you know, that's it, uncomfortable. No one wants to take it there. At least I don't like doing that. So I definitely don't want to do that, spring that on someone un, unsuspectingly. So we try to definitely ease people into it, you know, uh, that are, are willing to try it and take it. And we've had other people that were taking it and now have had to stop because of their job, you know, and stuff. So uh, we've been able to spread the love around, but it, not as much as we'd like, you know, Eagle. So making the hash is also a nice way for someone like us to be able to store product condensed, you know, in a fashion that I enjoy. I enjoy the temple balls. Well, one thing I'd like to, I, well, talk hash. Talk, keep talking. I love hash. I, I can, yeah, it, me too. I have tons. I can talk hash for a long time. Let's do it, man. Uh, let's let's well, do some hash talk. All right. I like to learn right. from yeah, you. Man. Actually, I like to learn. I have a couple of episodes, not to like push, you know, content or nothing, because I don't like to do that. But I have made a couple of wash videos. One was a video oh, where cool. I just kind of go through the process of what I'm going to probably talk about with you a little bit, step by step, and it, 
it's about an hour and a half video that I actually, then I had me and Boone Farms did one uh, last September. We did uh, like a side-by-side, -side, same machine, different name, uh -huh. which is the same machine. That's a kind of a funny thing too. You can buy the same machine at an off-brand price if you just type in, uh, what is it, travel washer. It's the same exact machine that Bubble Man, Bubble Dude uses, but they slap a sticker on it and they fucking charge extra hundred bucks. Yes. But um, uh, me and Boom did it was twelve hours, twelve plus hours, I think. He did dry material and he did it made some modifications to his machine, and I did wet material, wet wet froze or you know fresh froze wet material in the same machine. I did less modifications, but different modifications on different modifications on the drain. He did different okay. modifications on the inside. See, I'm saying so, I, I, I want to jump in here. Yeah. Man. I, have, I have questions like because my my drain hose is rippled. Now, is that something that I should change? Can I can Get I get rid of that fucker? Right. OK, right. I, I'm bat. sorry to interrupt you. But, yeah, that's I definitely have to figure out. I, I don't know how to take the machine apart. Let me ask you this. Would it behoove me to cut I, that see, off? I'll, if you want, I'll, I've got one video that's private. It's the day before. Uh, it's the day before being boom uh, washed or a couple of days before I said some dumb shit. That's why it's, that's why it's private. <laughs> I said, I said one, one, one fucking thing. And it was something I'll never say on the air again. And I still, I, I should just go out there and clip that, that shit out and repost it. But uh, those of you that were there, you know, whatever. But, well, it's uh, safe so with me, man. If you would if you, like to see it, I'd like yeah. to send you the uh, send you the link. It's I sure. broke down. I actually modified the machine right on air. I took it right a fucking part, and actually, there's several ways how I've like progressed because like you can just oh take the screws off the bottom and it will access that hose. And the best thing you can do for like a five gallon machine, well, I hard pipe them now. I got rid of that shit. I hard piped it. But you can, you know, get rid of that corrugated hose. It, the five-gallon machine's set up a little different. It doesn't have the drain set up that's 20-gallon that I have. Now right. Has. Then you need to bypass all that shit, too, because it's the same thing. It's corrugated fucking hose at the bottom that's all coiled up on the in and out, and it's just a fucking bacteria I can't believe Bubble Man or any of them would send that machine out and go, yeah, it's as is. You know what I mean? Because that thing yeah. would be fucking dirty and nasty in no fucking time. Yeah, get rid of that corrugated hose. I mean, I, I, you I'm, can get... I won't use it now until I do, man, because you got me sold. And I, I've been thinking that. Other people have told me that. You know what I was thinking, Eagle? My mind went to this. Those, those, those ripples act like as a gold miner's mat. And as my trikes are coming down there, they're just getting stuck all down through every single ripple. You're exactly right. You're exactly right. And it fucking is a clog factor as well. Uh, as things come out, I don't use the bag, the wash bag. I let things roll in the machine. So as I'm emptying it, it became a clog factor too. But more or less, it's a cleansiness thing. You're not going to clean, get in there as best as you wanted to. You're not going to get in there and clean out that corrugated shit. So, yeah, 
the best thing I have found in my years of making hash, and my the machine that I have out here right now, the one that I modified on the air, is the best design that I've came up with in a very long time of making hash. And that's getting rid of the hose completely, hard piping it. And this is the key. If you're going to hard pipe it, because I've hard piped them before. The, the one before this came out and it did a 90 and exited the machine. As somebody in the trades, I'm sure you know, every 90 <laughs> in a flow slows things down. Yeah. So what I did in this machine, instead of coming directly out of the machine into a 90 out, was I it came out on a 45 and then came down on that 45, another 45, and then out. Gotcha. So it was like a sloping angle. Right. I haven't gradual, had not that one clock yet. Yeah, I don't know and, much about hydrodynamics, but that sounds like it would be the the optimal flow to get through there. You know what I mean? And I glued the I glued them portions on. But I leave enough of that hard pipe out. It's like two yeah. inches that stick out of the machine to where okay. at that point uh, I put on a ball valve. So, and I don't glue that. I stick it out for cleaning purposes. I just stick it on there and that pressure is good enough. So when okay. I'm done with the machine, I can actually stick something up in that, you know, and clean that with something you know and yeah. feel good about putting it up and dry and then the rest of the part so basically it comes out of the machine to the ball valve and out the ball valve now to a t okay so the machines the machines up on something comes yep. out and, all right so the machines up on something it comes out of the machine you got the ball valve here and it it comes out to a t now and the T from so I've learned from so many clogs is if with the hoses corrugated or not, you're going to come to a clog at some point where you're going to have to blow into that motherfucker to clear it out. Yeah. yeah. So what I've done yep. to alleviate that problem is that T. So as it comes out, it comes up a little bit and then down. And the nice thing about the down is it can goes right to your bucket. You know what I mean? five gallon yeah. bucket that catches everything right yep. to there no mess no splash you can shut it off as soon as it's full pull the bucket yeah but if it clogs now you can what i do is i take that cat it runs up about six inches and i've got a loose cap on that it's not glued if it clogs i take okay. that cap off i put it on the bottom and i open up that ball valve and then i blow through <laughs> if i had, i've never I had to do it though with the 45 it's like a side the 90s, I had to okay do yeah <laughs> okay it seems like you got it uh, that i i can picture that and yeah i'm gonna be i'm gonna be looking at that video because that that sounds like something that uh you're using 20 gallons but it definitely sounds like something to be worth that 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 hose has got to go then i'm definitely doing that um now, how else? What, what, moving moving forward, there. How? What else is different here? Like, what's rest of your strategy there? Well, on the twenty gallon machine, what Boom did what, that I didn't do was uh, there's forty five sides. There's in the machines. There's 
it's rounded in the front basically and then the back the club the corners are clipped 45s and they're part of the actual washing machine because it is an actual washing machine yeah that's the funny thing about it it's exactly the travel washing machine that it says it is so and they have little vents in there that are for actual washing mm-hmm. and they catch material they went mm-hmm. in at the end of the night boom fucking he had i watched he had a nice vortex in his machine i was impressed the next day i ripped mine right the fuck out oh, ripped him right the fuck out when it came time <laughs> to clean that brand new machine there was so much material back in there and shit for me not running the bag I, and again i feel like i lose so much in the bag get caught yeah. up in there yeah it, it's just it is what it is so yeah it, that was the next step i ripped them fucking things out and the next wash that i did i was so happy that i did the vortex in the machine was so much better yeah plus 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 made cleaning so much easier that's the other thing too as far as these two two improvements be it sped up cleaning by an hour, hour and a half easy because wow. there's no creaks and cracks to get into. Right. You can get in there, do wipe it down with alcohol, get all the material, and then there's one screw in the bottom that agitates the whole thing. You can yep. take that one screw out, clean underneath that thing, and at that, that point, there is the drain right there. There's one hole that everything flows out of and now that this is where my the forty five forty five comes in, you can actually take a rag and on a like a bent wire or something. Yep, stuff it right that. through there because it pops it right up, up. You know, right under. Yeah, there's nothing blocking yep. it at this point. You can make sure that area is nice and clean before yeah. you put it away. And before that, like I said, they they have uh, there's a again because the twenty gallon it's an actual washing machine. There's a pump underneath there with all that corrugated shit. And yeah. unless you hard pipe it, it that it, it even if you just attached it at that point, it that pump's still harvarding a bunch of nasty shit. So yes. this you can bypass all of this and get a good drain and make sure your machine's clean every yes. time. That's so important for storage. Uh see I that's now I want to go down and run a bleach run through my machine Eagle. <laughs> it's been down in uh, storage downstairs in the kitchen for a while uh, since last winter. So I want, and we've it's used bleach. it. It's peroxide. That? Get some peroxide. Peroxide uh, works really well. A couple runs of peroxide, even if it's heavy, you know what I mean? Do a couple of oh, yeah. actually kills the mildew and shit in there a lot better. Bleach is the tough to get out of the machine and it actually leaves trace like a residue, huh? More harmful. Yeah. We yeah. got the the 29% H2O2 here. That should have worked good. 30 in-house. You ain't even got to buy nothing. It's right there. Yeah, no doubt. It's um so yeah, there was so, one last modification if you want to hear. Okay. Yeah, I definitely I do. Actually, I'm interested. I can drag the machine over. I actually <laughs> Right <laughs> oh shit what have we become so <laughs> we, haven't, we haven't yeah you just started another couple of hours here 
So, oh, the, yeah, we this got, is we, machine we, now. Okay. This is the front side all stickered up. So, after, insulation. Okay. Yep. This is a hot water heater insulation, which Smart. is, uh, it's got a 10, 10 rating on it as far as insulation R value. Yep. So, yeah, and this helps keep it ice cold oh, for a very man. long, long time. And that is very, That's very neat. critical. You did a good job there. That looks like a, a handmade cooler, man. And what you know what I usually use is one of my old ladies' handmade quilts, man. I wrap that big old quilt around that thing, and then I throw another small one over top whenever we're washing, trying to keep it cool as we can. Use that out. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I this see, I see. You've never so, had to and, use that again, one, though. You could extend this right down to the bucket. Yep. And again, if you want to kind of continue with the ash top a little bit. Um, yeah. This is, uh, 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 other than the switching your bags over to a full mesh, uh, right. this is the other thing that I can, uh, a good tip that I'll give you is buckets stack buckets uh help out a lot so basically okay. you might i've got got a 20 gallon machine here i yep. set this up on a nice platform where uh everything i'm draining into a five gallon bucket even though i've got 20 gallons here i'm still draining into a five gallon bucket and then dumping it into my stack okay uh, so as i as the stack's working, everything's staying cold in here, but the stack provides a lot for you. And it, I, mean, I, I just grab it. It's right here. <laughs> so when I when you're saying the stack, what you got is the bottom bucket's a whole bucket, and then the all subsequent buckets above that are just cut off with the rings only. Am I am I right? Yes, sir. All right. Yes, sir. So I, but the only I, difference of what you're saying here, the holes, I suggest these two. Just as just as the full mesh bags work, yeah, these work in conjunction. The holes work in conjunction with the full mesh bags. So Check it's not just out. trying to drain out the bottom; it's draining out the sides and down as well. It speeds up everything. So one of the other things too is like as your bottom bucket, you want to keep with these on it, so you're not necessarily as you set this on your boards or whatever, your bag's not getting contained by setting it on the wood. I got gotcha. you. Right. And it provides that heavy, if you're using that 25 from trying to slip out because it's slow draining anyway. So man, stacks of these and what this, this method does with the, you're created, you know, most of the methods tell you just interstack the bags one at a time. Well, you're only limited to your bag size at that point. Yeah. Five-gallon bags, you're only limited to working with five gallons at a time. Well, if you separate them and do them in a stack like this, well, you've created almost another five gallons. So you're actually working with 10 gallons at a time. So I gotcha. my wash, even in a, a five-gallon machine, like the video of the one hour and a half video I did making hash is this set up with a five gallon machine and you can wash, you can fill that five gallon up and wash three times basically or more. Wash, dump, wash, dump, 
wash, dump, gotcha. and then pull. Yep. Save yourself a whole lot of time versus wash one, pull that five gallon once I'll do another wash, you know. Yep. So that's that's how I, and that's how I do it currently. So that's I, I I'm picturing exactly what you say, and that's good tips, good advice. One other thing I want to say uh, again while the ass yeah. is the Frenchie method. Uh, yeah. Hey, you were talking to big fan myself. He, a lot of shit he done, I do because of him. Uh, one of the biggest and funnest things that I take it away from his method, and I don't know if he ever did it, to be honest with you, but I seen an opportunity for it, and I jumped on it. So, again, I don't know if he ever did it. And if he did it, then great minds think alike. But uh, so you've got the wine bottle tech in the temple ball process, Mm -hmm. which I think really cool about the wine bottle tech is the same thing that when you take it to this point, when you get all your hash the same color. So yeah, as you're pressing it, you know, you're going to wa- watch it change colors and it's going to be like a brindle brown, light brown as it oxidizes with each roll. Uh, the, I usually stop once I get the, the consistency all to one color. You know what I mean? I will okay. repeat that yeah. process yep. back and forth till I've got it all one color and then, then I'll turn it into my temple ball for final storage but this is even funner though if you hex 10 <laughs> grams or whatever 10 12 okay. grams of some quality hash and you you're going to a special occasion and you want to fucking have a fun joint to smoke so you do that same process as frenchy does uh with the wine bottle tech in the plastic or the the baggie basically right. uh you keep taking it through that step until you get your size of basically a blunt wrap. So you take it out full size of the baggie. And then I fucking throw it in the freezer at that point and I'll break up my material and then I'll come out and I'll, I just rip that bag right open and I'll take that fresh press blunt wrap and hurry up and roll me up a nice fucking joint out of that shit. Oh, oh, what a great smoking experience that is. You can use a little tinfoil on the end for passing purposes. So everybody's not fingering up that last little bit of ash yeah. there. Getting but you mouthy. might even be able to find a tip these days. But wow. Yeah, that's, that's You will that's not a, regret that. I got to do that. So <laughs> to, hey, that, that brings me, that, that reminds me of a, of a quick funny story is uh, last winter, uh, my friend went to, my cousin actually went to the local ski resort, got a room and was hanging out for Valentine's day. And we was having a good time. And I was like, yeah, man, I got some hash. It's been sitting here for a while. I'll roll up a couple of joints and come up and we'll hang out. So uh, we did. And we went there and we're, we're outside. It's like nine degrees, man. It's freezing. And uh, we're out on a balcony smoking these, this, these hash joints, got them passing around and, I hear my cousin say next to me, he really liked the hash. He's like, this is great hash. It has a wonderful taste to it, man. And I turned around and looked at him and here he had it all over his lips and his teeth. It was all over his hands here. I packed too much in the joints. And uh, 
we didn't even get to finish them. They got too plugged up at the end, but it was hilarious. I mean, I looked over and he had this shit all over his teeth. So when you mentioned that, that's the first thing that come to my mind. Uh, and then you said about the tip, I'm thinking, okay, that's, uh, that does sound pretty sweet. And the flavors you'd get off of that for sure. So I want to throw this in because they have been talking about uh, Seinfeld in chat. I wanted to blurt it out earlier, but I couldn't find the right the right opening. But one okay. of my favorite episodes of Seinfeld is this time for this time of year. It's the Festivus, the Festivus mm. for the rest of us. It's yes. my favorite. One of my favorite. Oh my god! Episodes. Feats of strength. Uh, he's like the airing of grievances. <laughs> I got a lot of problems with you people and you're going to hear about it. <laughs> oh, that's the greatest. <laughs> that was a great show. I mean, things are a lot different. But when you said, do you watch it? I mean, I haven't watched it in a long time. But back when it was, you know, fresh to the air, fuck, man, we're still talking about three major channels, brother. You know what yeah. I mean? Yeah, Thursday it's... nights, fucking Seinfeld in France. That's just what you did. That's what yeah. that was your options. Yep. Yep. Uh, Melrose Place or something, maybe. Uh, that was the that was more for the girls, I think, you know. Uh, and that's actually an episode of Seinfeld that he watched Melrose Place and his girlfriend was a cop. She hooked him up to a lie detector test and he just blurted it all out. Uh, that's good. But me and my old lady have been fans forever. And uh, we've had uh, we we used to have uh, some of the seasons on DVD and uh, we watch it all the time on TV. I, I, it's crazy because we know so many lines. We use them in everyday life. Um, and it's just it, it turns out to be funny. And it's really cool when other people actually pick up on it and realize what you're saying. So. Um, I don't know. I guess it's kind of corny and it's not weed related, but uh, or cannabis related. But uh, it's hilarious the 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 Seinfeld stuff, man. It's it's good, wholesome fun when you're watching that, and it, and it it's classic. It still stands true to today. Those those simple scenarios that you get into every single day in your life that uh, we all relate to that shit, man. It's a show about nothing. <laughs> it was. It was a good show, man. And uh, um, I guess another favorite is I'm thinking about it was the uh, the Elaine dance episode. Oh, <laughs> I think yeah. everybody yeah. was horrified. It was uh, they they labeled it a full body dry heave. <laughs> oh yeah, uh, and then the following year when they had that same party, uh, everybody kept asking her, "Are you going to dance?" And then one lady came up and said, uh, "The chefs in the back say if you're going to dance, let them know because they want to come out." And uh, she wasn't too thrilled about that. But, uh, hey, before I let you go, Eagle, I know it's getting close to that time that uh, I wanted to ask you a little quick thing about hash again was uh, how how do you – so do you store your hash for long term? And what's the longest you've been able to hold on to some before you toked it down? Because I noticed the change in it. I noticed my hash changes storing it for just like six months. Is that something you notice? You know, I'm not a big cure guy. Okay. Both with flour or hash. Uh, I love it. I yeah. Love it. I don't have the ability to put some up for a long term. Okay. Last time I made it, I seriously, I had a, it was a jar 
a jar from that last wash that I made of like uh-huh. the better hash. And it sat right here until it was gone. Every joint just chunk, chunk, chunk. I can dig that for yeah. sure, man. As, but as far as like long-term storage, if I'm going to try to store it for a long, little while, uh, I will take it to the temple ball because I think that's, you know, the best way yeah. for it, you know. It's, yep. it's just so easy. It's already pretty much cured at that point. You've taken it a little further down the line to pretty much CBN, and it's more that full-body neurotic. And at that point, I just leave it in the ball. Shit, I, if you look down my Instagram, there, I've got a couple of balls on there that are, I think, like 59 grand balls. Damn. That just That's sit a on huge my ball. Desk. That's just sit on my desk and I with a cheese grater, a little fine microplane, and then just spread that right through the middle of a joint, too. But I yeah. smoke that shit, you know, real quickly, as fast as uh, not as fast, but yeah, I'm not, he's just not, yeah, I'm not I got you. For long term. Right. It's out and for again, the taking kind of, there, man. <laughs> the way I operate the grow, too, doesn't necessarily, I could. I could probably put some shit up. The only time I've really cured something that I can say was like long-term put up, I can see a difference in was fucking um, when I moved up here, I lost a jar and found it like a blessing. When I got down to my roaches and my grow wasn't ready yet, I found it just like shining like a diamond in the back of this cabinet. And then it was like six, eight months and it cured and it was actually changed my mind about that strain to be honest with you it was wow. a sweet island skunk or uh, excuse me it was pure pure kush and when i fucking put it in there it was like eh. but when i fucking smoked it when it had jarred up for a while it was so sweet it reminded me of a sweet island skunk really sweet so good if i would have known i could have turned it into like that and again i guess that's a fucking when you have to turn it into something else you know what i mean oh yeah it really work you know right and if you're counting on another year of storage to make it better yeah i guess something's (laughs) off then but you know i do want to say that there's i've mentioned how we've had a few cures that were less than than we were less than happy with. And I, I did notice before that um, we'd have a, one strain we would be curing and it would come back in the normal, you know, couple weeks, whatever, three weeks. It was pretty nice stuff, man. It was ready to roll, according to me. And uh, other stuff just wasn't good. And I'm thinking, shit. So I put it away and kind of, you know, forgot about it or whatever, you know, was going through the other stuff that was better. And when I did go back to it, it had changed in a lot, enough to really surprise me. And I'm thinking, wow, I'm never going to, discredit what a little bit longer weight can do but i see your point is is if you have to do that what's wrong what did you do and i guess maybe uh i look at it as that longer cure kind of probably made up for some mistakes i maybe did at the beginning i don't want to say made up for but uh kind of helped them along and and uh whatever so I, i never know how to place that but you're right uh, and it was weird though. It was like, we left it sit. I want to say that one, and I can't remember. I want to say it was like eight months 
and we just kind of gave up on it after like the three month period and it just sat there. And when we did go back to it, it was an amazing difference. And we ended up, like you said, we ended up smoking all of it. Uh, and it was stuff that we had designated to, it's going to get thrown into some, uh, some oil or whatever. So, um, yeah, but the, the, the curing of the hash, I did notice that, um, it changed on, on me at, at like six months. And then even at like a year, it seemed a lot different. And, um, I was reading and hearing about like, uh, they make the hash over in, uh, uh, there's a guy I follow on Instagram, but boss 79 or something like that. And he, they make hash. I think they store, they, they want I think I want to say that it was like seven years. You probably heard that too. In like the caves before they would want to let it leave the country or something. And I don't know if that was back in the day or if that's still something they do, but I was thinking, man, there must be something to it. And I was also told this, like they're over there hand rolling that stuff. And it seems kind of weird. Well, Frenchie kind of mentioned that even if you were rolling that stuff and you got say, I know it sounds kind of bad, say if uh, a gnat or something flew in there when you was rolling it, it would kind of get dissolved in there as it aged just because of the volatility of the terpenes and stuff. And uh, I thought that was all pretty cool and amazing shit. So I've been messing around with, but a lot, like I said earlier, not all of ours always makes it. If it's nice and, um, you know, if we're happy with it, because it's just like anything else, we've had chunks, I've had chunks of hash that I wasn't that happy with, which I try not to mix them all together. I don't know what some people do. I, I think Frenchie was big on mixing some together and keeping some apart. If I know, if I remember, I don't know how you do it. You mix all yours together. Eagle? In the end, it depends on the material, to be honest with you. I prefer to keep the 90 and the 73 a little bit separate, but if I'm, it just depends on the material. It's, if I kept it to strain Pacific, let's say, yeah. you know what I mean? Yeah. Uh, I, I'll definitely keep it separated full melt purposes. But a lot of times anymore, everything's kind of mixed together. So I'm not so yeah. worried about it. But okay. I, I definitely keep the 90 and the 73 separate. The 110, the 45, and 25, I'll usually mix together for like a fort festival kind of like hash. Gotcha. Uh, I gotcha. That makes I sense. Or like a food grade or something you could use later if you wanted to or a few, you know, things. But... Oh, that's cool, man. I appreciate you taking the extra time here to talk about hash because that's something big that uh, I really enjoy doing it. I want to get better at it. I would like to modify my machine and I would like to uh, see how people do different. Like I don't have a freeze dryer. I have no aspirations of getting a freeze dryer. I see some people doing that with their hash, but I just like to tell the <laughs> it ball. Says the guy with the, the dryer. <laughs> yeah yeah it's different though that's that's flower man. i'm just playing with you, bro. you know. uh, that's funny yeah you're right uh, you got me you nailed it uh but yeah it's uh you know i, I like doing the hash so it's it's going to be cool to maybe try and mess with that machine and, and get some some different shit going but uh i'm gonna let you go eagle and get to your dogs and i can go and uh, i got run to the bathroom and uh, get ready to get some sleep. All right, well, I'll try to do this as quickly as possible. Take your time, man. We, I we just already went to... through that. We, we already went through the, uh, you've earned the right now, the same, the Zoom link that I sent you this evening yes. is the same, the same link for the Weed Nerd Worlds. Uh, yep. You have earned the world, 
earn the right to come and go as you please. You don't need an invitation. Anytime you want to come on, hang out, smoke, whatever, you're more than welcome. Uh, like I said, you don't feel like you need me to go, hey, man, come on tonight. No, it, it's all dependent to you and your want. Come hang cool. out whenever you see fit. I see you in chats most night. If you we're talking to you, I ain't fucking, fucking put that joint down. Grab your phone. Come hang out. Come talk some yeah. shit with us. That's how that works. So that's one thing I'd like to get with you. Get uh, oh fuck, I'm tongue tied. I'd like to get uh, discussed with you before you go. The other yeah, thing I'd awesome. like to get from you is the soundbite uh, before you go. Basically, what I'm looking for, my version is, hey, this is Eagle, and I'm on fucking talking shit with Eagle, episode 533. You can put whatever you want before, after that, shout outs. I don't care as long as it's got that in the body. At some point, I will use your shout out, uh, your sound bite for an advertisement for this show. Basically, what I do is let the show, you know, let the talk die down that you've been on the show. And then at some point, I'll put it up on Instagram for a friendly re- reminder to go, hey, go back and check out this episode. So uh, uh, let me get this recorded. All Anytime right. you're ready, my friend, I'm ready. All right, let me make sure I got this right. Uh, you want me to just kind of plug this episode myself? Is that what you're saying? This episode, episode number, show, episode number, and whatever you want to plug after that. I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> okay, so uh, hello, everybody. Welcome to fucking Talking Shit with Eagle, episode 533 with Smart Poker. Um, thanks everybody for joining. I hope you can check us out, uh, at Instagram. Uh, damn Eagle. I screwed up, man. Is this, uh, is now, am I supposed to give my shout outs like that or no? That works. Yeah. I'll take uh, that. Uh, uh, it's no, whatever kinda... you want it to be. You know what I mean? <laughs> uh, there's no... hey, you, you got me on the spot here. You got me on the spot here. Late at night. Okay. So let me, can I get a second shot out of here? Hell yeah. Okay. Am I the first? Am I the first person? Oh, no. Danny Danko took five times. Danny Danko five times. Took five times. No. Lots of people said second day. Don't. Damn. Yeah, because I I wasn't expecting that. And I remember you doing this now for other people, and and I'm I'm having a brain fart here. So I'm going to go ahead and shout out your show and tell them to. Check out this episode featuring Smart Poker and all the other great episodes, and then maybe I can tell them where to find me and stuff. Is that all right? Hell yes, and please. All right. So let me try it again here. Um, <laughs> hello, everybody. Welcome to fucking talking shit with Eagle. Uh, this is Smart Poker from episode 533. I uh, hope you'll go back and check it out along with all the other great episodes. And I hope you'll look me up and give us a follow. Uh, you can find me on uh, YouTube at Smart Poker. Uh, you can find me on Coco for Cannabis as Smart Poker. And you can find me on Instagram as Real Smart Poker. And again, check out all the great episodes from Talking Shit with Eagle. Uh, it's great content and uh, we show a lot of love here. So thanks again. Perfect. Perfect. How's that, Thank man? you, my friend. That was awesome. That, 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 was, that was really good. I appreciate that, my friend. 
I've had a great time getting to talk with you, my friend. Hopefully you had some fun. I know I haven't put you too far out. I know you only kind of allotted me that hour, but man, I've had a good time. Hopefully you have, and this won't be the last time we see you. No, man, this, it went really fast. I can't believe uh, we, I was able to ramble this long. And, uh, yeah, I had fun reading some of the chat when I could. And uh, I appreciate everything, Eagle. And uh, we appreciate the content you put out. And, uh, yeah, so, yep, I, I hope everybody comes and checks us out and look forward to our podcast that we're going to try and get off the ground here. And, um, yeah, we'll see everybody around. Yeah, I wish you the best luck on that podcast, brother. And if if I can give any advice, I'm more than happy. Not that I'm a wealth of knowledge, but if I can help anybody, I'm more than happy to. So thanks again for donating your time, buying us another night of hanging out in the community. I can't thank you enough. And uh, I hope everybody does follow on all the links there. It'll be worth their time and Honestly, it'd be worth your time to check out that show. It'd be stupid not to. With that being said, thank you one last time. It's nice meeting you, Crispy, by the way. Uh, <laughs> yeah, shout out uh, to my wife, we'll get a chance. Thank we'll you. We'll get to meet you. meet you well. So have a good night, and thank you again, my friend. We'll see you, Eagle. Bye, chat. Grow our love. Peace. Thank, for the rest of you guys, thank you for tuning in. I greatly appreciate your time as well. We're too close to that 420 mark, so no weed world tonight. But tomorrow is another opportunity. Please join me tomorrow night for Mary Jane's Med Gardens. You guys know the deal. Random acts of kindness do save lives. Please take the time to do something nice for somebody.